Bam, we're live. 30 seconds early. Let me move you up here. Ah, much better. I believe, Kenneth DeLapp says, I believe they are ranking athlete performances against each other in the 10 events of the season so far as if those were the game's events. Now read it Why like do you Luther think King that, Jr. Kenneth? Sorry, sorry, Brian, go ahead. Now read it like you're Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> I wish I could. What a dude. Um, Brian Friend, who on my screen is in the upper right-hand corner with the jackass behind him hanging on the wall, <laughs> called me a few days ago. And I can't, I can't present it the way he presented it to me, but it was so slick. And I think he knew that it would get me so fucking titillated and stimulated and aroused. Said, hey, you know that all these men and all these women have already done 10 workouts that are identical. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they did the open and they did the quarterfinals and they did a couple semifinals workout. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, you know, because I'm thinking about something, thinking about kids and tennis. And he, he reminds me of how the CrossFit Games works, how people get to the CrossFit Games. And I'm like, holy shit. And he goes, and I have the data that ranks these people one through 40 if those were the games events. Thanks oh. to Mike Halpin, I was able to get it pretty quick. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's junk food for the brain. Whether you like it or not, you think it's a valid 10 tests, it is junk food for us. It is fodder. It is kindling. It is the most, I think, stimulating uh, conversation we could possibly have uh, going into uh, the CrossFit Games. As you can see from JR's excitement, he too. What do you think, JR, about this, this, this idea that we're about to present to people in this data? Is it fun? Well, it's fun because it's a, it's a point of comparison, and this is a sport of comparison. So all we want to do is be able to point and say, look, 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 see, this person beat this person on this workout, and this person beat this person on this workout, so that means they're better. So when we take a look at the open quarterfinals, two semifinals workouts, Sure, there's 10 points of data that you can point to. But when we start looking a little deeper, we start to see that those workouts were executed under very different circumstances. Brian? Yeah, that's definitely true. <clears throat> and I think as we as we dive into it a little bit more, you know, what you'll be able to see is that in some cases, it's probably is in fact fairly reflective of how they do it at the games. And in other cases, it's drastically, it's probably going to be drastically different. Oh, so good to see you, Sousa. Sousa, Brian gave me a great idea um, to but before because you weren't gonna you weren't gonna be here for another fifteen minutes, but you made it on time. I opened three windows. I opened the CrossFit. Do you want me to send you the three windows I had open so you can toggle between them? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, um, it is basically the open scoring, uh, the open workouts, the open work. Sorry, the open workouts. I'm gonna send it over in private chat. The three windows that I was going to use. Yeah, perfect. Just I was I was in a panic, and Brian's like talking to me in his calm voice. Okay, open these windows. You'll Walking be okay. Little, yeah, you'll be okay, little boy. Yeah, don't worry. Don't freak out. <laughs> and when we when we there there's an image in my mind that um, has stained my mind. It was a picture from Sarah Sigmund's daughter's Instagram where she said, uh, "The open doesn't matter." That and that that really pissed me off. Not at her. Not at her, 
She's just delivering the message. I'm not, I'm not hating the messenger. The open doesn't matter. But with that, I want to say people do things. The great people do things like they do everything. I know I'm screwing that whole line up. I know someone says it better like Michael Jordan. You want to say it, JR? How, how, what I'm trying to say? You want to uh, I think scramble that? I think it's you do one thing the way you do everything. Yes. And to those people, the open matters. And I think that it's just an excuse. And I think these numbers really do matter. I think of this is that the monkeypox scourge attacks the liberal mind and the whole world gets shut down again and all the scaredy cats. Because I was just at the Monterey Bay Aquarium and half the people there are still wearing masks and are still 150 pounds overweight apiece and still vulnerable to COVID. I, th I think that what we're about to look at today is very likely to be the CrossFit Games because any week now the earth could be shut down again to protect the dying. And so, so I, 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 I'm, I'm going to ride that statement that Jr. just said. I think that you, these should have been done. I think what we're going to show you today is important and is super duper valid. And I would say that no matter how many things that Brian and Jr. might bring up today that say, "Hey, this is just for fun. This really isn't going to be indicative of how the games are going to fall out." I think it's important to see it that way. I really do. I really do. These, these, these people, uh, these people are beasts. Okay, uh, before we start looking at the 10 workouts, uh, JR, what do you think – do these workouts cover all the time domains and modalities that you would like to see if they were one workout? Let's just call this the, um, the 2022 Brian Friend JR uh, Sevon uh, CrossFit Games. Probably get sued for trademark there. And uh, do, do we like the workouts? Would we be criticized for this? Does this have – does this have enough metabolic um, testing, enough heavy weights, enough – do we touch on everything? Uh, I would say no, since the longest workout was also the first workout of the season, and that was a 15-minute AMRAP. Okay. Oh, but isn't the first workout of the game usually also the longest? We're off to a good start. Some continuity. I appreciate you. You're, <laughs> Brian's a half, uh, half full kind of guy. Okay, so in these 10 workouts, that's our first data point. The longest workout is 15 minutes, and it's an AMRAP. No, that, and that's not good. What would we want for, for in the games? What would we want? Well, usually we see one that's 45 minutes or longer. Last year, there was one that was over an hour. But generally speaking, you'll see anywhere from three to five that are longer than 15 minutes. Okay. I actually checked. Last year was a little bit of an, I would say, an anomaly in this regard. There were only two workouts at the games last year that were over 15 minutes time domain, at least for the top athletes at the games. And Brian, uh, in terms of heavy, these 10 workouts, and we will go through the workouts pretty quickly here in a minute, guys. So don't worry. We'll, we're going to take you on a tour of these 10 workouts. Of the workouts, um, is there something there to test strength um, adequately for, for these beasts? Yeah, two of the 10 are isolated strength tests. And then there's nothing else that's necessarily too heavy for these athletes uh, out of these 10. What are, this, what are the strength uh, workouts? Well, the other total is part of the quarterfinals where they had to do a one rep max clean bench press and overhead squat. And then the barbell complex from semifinals where they had to do the three cleans, two front squats, one shoulder overhead. Do you agree, JR, that those are that those test um, strength? Absolutely. Just and not the way they're always tested at the games. Okay. But how about adequately? Sure. Okay. Okay. So so we're more happy with the strength than we are if this were the games than the metabolic uh the, the test for the long time domains. 
Yeah, I mean, relatively speaking, that's that's 20% of the test. That's usually about what you get at the games. Okay. Do we want to show the people right now? Today we're just doing the men. Tomorrow we're doing the women. Do you guys want to see this, this, this remarkable chart, this Google Doc? Can, can we show them now? I think we show them now. It's yeah, just, there's it's a lot. Candy. It's porn. It's, it's, it's CrossFit porn. It's CrossFit data porn. Yeah, there's uh well i yeah susan can pull it up that's fine um just so that you know people understand how this was created is uh we uh we took all the the the, these 10 workouts we took the results from each of these 40 athletes on those workouts we ranked them against each other one through 40 for each workout and then we assigned points based on the game scoring from last year when there were 40 athletes in the field so it starts at 100 goes down by four for a while and then it eventually goes down by three and finally goes down by two towards the bottom then we just took a sum of the 10 scores that they would have gotten if they'd done these workouts at the games. And we find the total points, which is how they score the games. And then I did also add a column that just shows their average finish across the 10 workouts, which is also usually a point of comparison that um, like Chase and Bill talk about and get with the programming when they're asking if this work set of workouts for this year actually did a good job of of finding the fittest and occasionally what you'll see is that there's a deviation where there's someone who actually averaged a better overall finish on the workouts but finished lower on the on the rankings because of the way that the scoring system is or has been in some years wow has there been everything ever anything in that that stands out so badly that you're like "Uh uh-oh well uh if you're interested in that you should go back and listen to chase and bill's um podcast where they break down every game here but yeah there have been a couple times where there's some uh definitely you know if you did it based on average finish instead of total points that you would have had some different people on the podium dang uh pmi services thank you crazy crazy generous uh, Susa, can we see that can you pull that doc did you see the newest one that he he's sent got it. he's got it yeah okay well this is the older one so this one, it's going to be hard for us to fit everything on the screen, but you can see that for each workout, there's a rank and then the games points and the score, the comment says score is actually the amount of reps or time that they had in that workout. And this is pretty tough to see everything, but you can at least see for the first couple open workouts there, kind of what it, what it looks like. And then there's a, another doc that Suze also has that just shows the rank by event where I think we could probably fit more on the screen in one shot. Um, Susan, could you, okay. Uh, first off for, for those of you, I'm going to read some of the names. I'm going to read the top 10 to you here really quick. I'm ranked and how, and how they finished. If you use these 10 workouts, if those were the CrossFit games and we had to give a champion, no shit. Justin Medeiros at the top. No shit. Saxon Panchik second. Jeffrey Adler. Guy Maheros in fourth. Dallin Pepper in fifth. Phil Toon in sixth. Noah Olson in seventh. Patrick Vellner in eighth. That right there, I think for me is like where the first problem where you're like, okay, something's wrong. Okay. But other than that, I'm, I'm, wait, wait. I'm you stopped I'm, at eight. Oh, I'm super happy at that point. Sorry, Colton. Sorry. I'm really, I'm really happy up to that point. Are you, are you guys happy up to that point? Or like, damn, this is good. This is good games. Just, just by looking at the, but at the outcome and anything weird there. Can you see Guy not taking fourth? I mean, when you start asking that, you have to think about, well, who's missing out? And of the eight that you've gone through so far, you know, we don't see a Brent Fikowski. We don't see a Bjorgman Carl Goodmanson. We don't see a Roman Krennikov that most people are expecting to have a top 10 style performance and maybe also a Ricky Garrard. So those are the ones that it's like, 
But a lot of people are super high in Dallin Pepper and Phil Toon. And uh, everyone else who's up there, I think if they finish in the top 10 at some point, most people wouldn't uh, wouldn't be that surprised by it. JR? Yeah, I agree with Brian. I think Fikowski being where he is jumped out at me and, and Pat being where he is really jumped out at me also. And this is probably a good time to start talking about how these workouts are performed under slightly different circumstances for a lot of the top level athletes. Take someone like Pat, for instance, who's, you know, trying to preserve all the years he has left. He's not going to beat up his body leading up to the open. The open is probably when he's starting to get back to hard training. So for all these guys, the open is um, not as meaningful as it used to be. And I would venture to say that for all 40 on the male and female side, the open was probably not the second or third piece of the day for most of them, much less the the only piece for the day. Um, did all of these guys ahead of Patrick beat him in the open? Uh, Is there any way to know that right off yeah. the top of your head? Yeah, just, off the top of my head, I can't say for sure. Uh, but we could check. Well, um, who won the open this year? Saxon. Okay. And who took second? Justin. Okay, and could you scroll down, uh, Souza, and let's look where um, the great um, Nicholas Fakowski is. Oh no, Brent, 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 Brent Fakowski is. Uh, I think he's all the way down at the bottom. I think he's thirty eighth. No, thirty. Oh, thirty ninth. Now, no, no, that's row thirty nine. He's uh, he finished thirty fifth on this model. Okay, thirty fifth. Thank you. How did Brent do in the open? Well. Fikowski was 69th, so there is a decent – I mean, uh, Velner was 69th, so there's a decent chance that most of the guys, those guys beat him. I'm just trying to validate what um, JR's point here. It's a really Fikowski good point. was 992nd. Okay, that really validates what JR's saying. So, JR, you're saying, hey, he's a guy that's been around a fucking long time. He, he's a big-picture guy. He knows he needs to peek at the games. Why beat himself up in the open? And the, and, and going back to what Sarah Sigmund's daughter said, um, the open doesn't matter. He's, he's working smarter, not harder. Yeah, I mean, let's not disrespect any of these athletes by saying that they didn't try. They all tried to do well on all of these workouts that they did. But that doesn't mean that they prioritize them for the week, for the day, any of that stuff. And a lot of them just kind of use the open to ease back into training. What's the point in going 100% risking a silly injury, like busting your shin open on a box jump over on the first workout or something like that, just to um, set your training back a couple weeks when you're trying to get back into it? We're going to go over the um, open workouts here in one second. I just want to sh ask these guys one more question about this list before we go look at the workouts, and then we'll come back to the list again. Let's look at who's in last place, Souza. So one thing that I want to ask you, do you guys think that that is last place at the CrossFit Games <laughs> this year, this dude, this cat, Pedro, Pedro Martins? I think he'll be in the bottom five. If everyone finishes, you know, the weekend healthy, obviously if there's withdrawals and injuries, then that changes, but going into the games, yeah, I'll probably have them ranked bottom five. Okay. And then scroll up to the top. Um, the, the kid out of Washington, uh, who trains with Adam Nafer, 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 uh, and can anyone help me? Which, which one is it? Adam Nafer, I think. Nafer, Nafer. Yeah. Adam Nafer. Uh, is that the winner of the CrossFit games this year? Justin Medeiros. He's definitely the guy to beat. 
it's basically what I'm trying to say is those two are spot on, right? We have two that are a hundred percent accurate already. <laughs> we're willing to, we're willing to bet. We're willing to bet a thousand bucks on it. Justin Medeiros wins. And that dude, Pedro takes last, uh, JR, Mr. Howell. I think it's pretty close to accurate. It's interesting that this model nails that, right? The top guy and the bottom guy. <clears throat> well, one thing I've learned in doing, you know, a lot of studies about scoring in general and competitions is usually the biggest changes are not at the top or the bottom. They're in the middle of the board. So I, I would say that you're onto something here for sure. It's like, you know, Justin will be, he is the favorite going into the games. And if he doesn't win, he'll be right up there near the top. And, you know, Pedro Martin's a rookie at the games out of South America. Um, and I think that, you know, I don't think anyone was, uh, or most people weren't expecting Guy to do as well as he did last year. It, there's never been a guy from South America that's done that well. <clears throat> so if there, a second guy did that, it would be quite surprising. I know we were said we we're going to look at the workouts, but check this out. Justin Medeiros is a winner. Saxon Panchik trains with Tia. Jeffrey Adler's wife will not let him sleep indoors if he doesn't fucking win the games this year. Gima Harris is the hope of Brazil. Dallin Pepper is a, is, is, is a completely focused savage. Same with Phil Toon. I mean, it's, it, there's a reason these guys are at the top. There's a reason. Right. I mean, this is their character, right? Yeah. If you want to, and if you want to look at the top even more, if you scroll all the way to the right, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of neat to look at the points. And of, of course on the men's side, there's going to be more parody in general than the women's side. But if you, know, you can see on the points are that not only did Medeiros win in this model, he won by over a hundred points. I got over Saxon Panchik. That's at least, you know, that's more than 10% of the available points. And if, and, and in a similarity, even though he's a lot younger than Pat and, um, Brent, who we've talked about, maybe not, you know, gearing up for this type of a uh, competition to open in the quarterfinals. He's probably just cruising through these workouts and still able to put up uh, scores like this. That to me is is uh, somewhat surprising and impressive because I would expect, you know, we saw what he could do at the games last year in terms of consistency and a really hard, you know, the hardest test that there is. And then he backed it up with a solid performance at Rogue. But to express a hundred point victory in this, you know, hypothetical model that's testing more of the foundation, more of the baseline capacity type stuff. Like, and he's still that far ahead of these guys. That, if I'm another competitor in this field, is something that I'm not that happy to see. And, and here's another thing that's consistent with the games too. I'm guessing that that person in row eight is Guy. And he, look at the broad spectrum. He has between his his best and his and his worst. He has more first place finishes than. Um, than Justin, but he's got some pathetic finishes also. Well, it's a great conversation about Guy Mayoros in general. He does in this model have three wins, a fifth and a sixth. He also has a 37th and a 30th and four total finishes outside of the top half, you know, 21st or worse. And that's the type of uh, inconsistency that will usually actually net a decent performance at the games as long as you can back it up with some wins. But if you're trying to to beat the best guys, which I think, you know, Guy's been pretty clear that his ultimate goal is to win the games. He can't afford to have a 37th and a 30 place finish anymore at the CrossFit games. Wow. He's got a 37th. Okay. Let's go. Let's, let's, uh, do you want to say anything quickly about Guy? JR, there'll be other opportunities. I want to look at the workouts, but do you want to throw something in here about Guy? Yeah. I mean, when you look at that, when you look at that 37th, that's on the legless workout. So you start to think about the CrossFit games, you start to think about what's tested there. Could we see a high volume pegboard workout come out? Does that translate over? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. That workout, and we'll get to this, how this can't 
be used as the end all be all is because some people did that workout on the first day. Some people did it on the last day. Some people did it on turf. Mm. Some people did it on rubber. Some people moved a pylon or some people had a pylon move form. Some people flipped um, little score sheet thing. I mean, there were so many nuances to that. Some used a long rope that was hanging on the floor. Some did not. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there, there are a lot of differences just within that workout alone. So sure, they did the same workout, all these guys, but they didn't do the same workout at the same time. And, and Guy uh, took second in that in Brazil, right? In that legless rope climb workout? Relative to, I can't remember. But he did really well at it, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he did well on every workout there relative to the field. Yeah, I wonder if he would have, and, and that's another thing to throw on that pile, JR. His competition wasn't as stiff, so maybe he wasn't pushing as hard. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, that 37th, what, he should have done much better than that, right? I mean, that, that you would think that's in his wheelhouse. Well, you would think if these 40 athletes did that same test, you would think he would do better than 37th. Right, right. Okay. Man, you're coming up with all sorts of stuff to ruin the show right off the bat. Good job, JR. Uh, let, can we look at the open workouts? We're going to presume that they would do them in this order um, for whatever details that that um, gives to the show. But just so we're thinking about it uh, um, all the same. Can we see the open workouts, Sousa? Okay. So these are the workouts they would do. Workout one would be three wall walks, 12 dumbbell snatches, 15 box jump overs, and 50-pound dumbbell to 24-inch box. Uh, second workout. Or do we want to stay here and talk about this for a second? Who won this in, in, in that group? Saxon. Uh, Saxon, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. let's go. Let's Saxon, go to Justin, then down. Uh, and, and what do you think about this as a games workout? Look, if you're talking about the open workouts in general, like yeah, there is like there is a possibility of seeing a uh, an an open style workout at the games. You know, you could see maybe a little slightly. They've, they've he's done we've done it in the past where they've had like a slightly heavier version of the same open workout or a different open workout from a previous year. It's just testing baseline capacity, and uh, you know, you've seen some AMRAP styles. Sometimes they're a little higher skill, but I would say out of the tests at the games, you are going to probably get one that has a little bit of an open feel to it. Like you could see this in the stadium. I mean, they did something similar to this last year. It's just that the it was scaled up, right? They had the AMRAP with the similar structure of wall walk or of pegboard and the double under and overhead squat. It was like they were doing a lot of rounds in a in a similar amount of time domain. Uh, workout number two. Wow. Ascending from one to 10 and then back down to one reps for time. So one to 10, 10 to one, uh, deadlifts, bar facing burpees, uh, time cap 10 minutes. Wow. Okay. 225 pound barbell. And who won this? Will this open X followed by Noah Olson and Phil tune. Wow. And that makes sense, right? Those are the people who you think would win it. That's a Phil tune workout. Yeah, I mean, uh, all these you know, uh, all these guys are just good at burpees and deadlifts. Basically, will the super next next best finish on any of these ten workouts relative to this field is fifteenth? But he is the type of guy that, in a certain combination, can be world class. And uh, and what was Fikowski's, uh ranking on this one? He was fortieth on twenty two point one, thirty seventh on twenty two point two. Oh, 
Wow. So so if he finished 900 and something, he must have in one of these workouts coming up, he must have some crazy finish like 4,000th. He didn't do very well on any of the uh, open workouts, re- you know, relative to most of these guys. His finishes were 40th, 37th, and 35th. Um, I, you know, I specifically. No, 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 no. So, sorry, sorry. What did he finish in, in workout one, Fikowski in the open? Oh, in the open? Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, in the open. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. 3,038th, 1,390th, 259th. Wow. Open finishes okay. Okay. What was going on there in the beginning? Did we ever find out what was going on with Fikowski? Was he hurt? Or is it what JR is saying? Like, hey, why? Why bother? Yeah, I think he posted something about doing um, the first open workout, like in a gym that he'd never been to. He posted something saying he thanked him for their hospitality to let him drop in and hit the open workout while he was in town. And then that was that. Low stress. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, if you're a male in North America, you like you only have to beat uh, you only have to finish like 7500th in North American men to advance to the next round and as soon as you do that everything's irrelevant there's no rollover scores you know hey. some a lot of people used to have that that debate about whether uh in the masters qualifier if your open rank should count as one of the scores for the age group online qualifier when they had that if you wanted to make the open more significant then you would count the open as one of the quarterfinal scores once you get to quarterfinals. Mm, and not tell them which one? No, you just count their overall, overall. open finish. Oh, oh. So then, you know, if that oh. was the case, Fikowski would not take these workouts for granted and be dropping in a random place. He'd realize that, oh, shit, one-sixth of my quarterfinal score is going to come down to my open performance. And Fikowski, if you, you know, he has the potential to do okay in the open. He has finishes in the open his career of uh, 22nd, twice, 24th, 32nd, 38th. You know, he's had some top 40 finishes worldwide in the open. But this year, especially after seeing what the model was last year, and he's not the only one to do this, he just didn't invest anything. That's why you saw what Sarah Sigmund's daughter said. That's why you see a guy like Travis Mayer who wins the quarterfinals one year and takes 60th in North America the next year. Because now that they know the system, they can they can tailor their season to the t- to the point of the season that's most critical for them and for each athlete that's going to be a little bit different if you're tia you don't have to you don't have to prime for any of this you could just show up to semifinals in pretty much any condition you want qualify you're only focused on the games for a lot of these guys semifinals is critical because they don't know if they're going to make it or not and it's really competitive in their continent but for almost all of them both the open and the quarterfinals in terms of what they're focusing on for the season is completely irrelevant. And I don't know if that's something that CrossFit's considering or not. They've, since they've done it in the past in the master's divisions, it is something that they could potentially do to increase the, you know, the relative importance of the early stages of the season. Do you like that? Um, JR, that idea that Brian just threw out there, take, take the open scores and, uh, and, and use your placement in the open as a score as one of the quarterfinals uh, scores. Yeah. I love that. And then, then the the validity of the scores in the uh, the video review process becomes even more important. Again, do you, do you like it, Brian? You like the idea? In in theory, yes. But what Jr. just mentioned is is super relevant because if you're talking about that, you know, the open your overall open rank suddenly becoming that important, then you really have to make sure that you're assessing their 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 performance relative to the field which in this case is potentially a hundred thousand individuals uh 
you know, as reflective of what they actually did, not just what they actually did, but what everyone that's being compared against them actually did. So yeah, that would be a slippery slope to go down in that regard. Um, but if the goal was to make the open more relevant again, then that is one way to do it. God, that's such a slick idea. I love it. Okay. Uh, workout number three. Four time, 21 pull-ups, 42 double-unders, 21 thrusters, 18 chest-to-bar pull-ups, 36 double-unders, 18 thrusters, 15 bar muscle-ups, 30 double-unders, 15 thrusters, uh, with weights at 95, 115, and 135. I'm assuming that's for men. Mm-hmm. Those weights. Scroll down just a little bit. I want to see the women's weights. But they don't list them here. You have to click on the score. Okay. Scorecard uh, to see all the other options. Time cap, 12 minutes. Um not something would we see something like this at the games they'd have to they'd scale it up make everything heavier or like triple the triple the pull-ups to 63 double the chest bars to 36 double the bar muscle-ups to 30 something you know something along those 63 48 30 and this and this is the second longest workout in this version of the crossfit games uh there was a quarterfinal say that again jared no, not necessarily. You just had a 12-minute time cap. Some of the time caps for the other workouts are a little longer, but the like average finishers are finishing in six to eight minutes when the time cap is 15 minutes. Okay. And, and, and Brian, who do you know? I, I know that you were playing with this idea. Do you know how long it took total minutes under tension for Justin Medeiros, all these, these 10 workouts? I didn't do that study, no. Okay. Bet you will probably for another. I don't show. know. Maybe. <laughs> My help and get on it. You have, you have, we have another hour of the show. Get well, on it's it. only about 27 minutes. I can tell you that because he did a 15 minute AM wrap. Um, he's he talking about all 10 workouts combined. Oh, all 10. We still yeah. could figure it out relatively easily though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and was that it for the open? There were just three workouts this year. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I don't like that. Did I ever mention that? I don't like that. By the way, if you were wondering on that one, it was Yorgos Karavis, Colton Mertens, and Knowles. Wow. So that's we haven't heard any of those names in the previous two. Noah Olson was second on the previous one. Okay. And that's the first time we've heard Colton's name. In terms of a top three finish, yes. Okay. Uh, Let's go over. So we have three workouts down, seven more to go. Let's go to the quarterfinals. And everyone has done these workouts, all 40 of the men, all 40 of the women. That's right. What's the highest Pedro finished? Pedro Martins. Uh, Out of the 40 in any of those workouts. Wow. 18th in the workout we're about to talk about, actually. Perfect. No shit. Good job, Pedro. Uh, Quarterfinals workout one, 50 dumbbell walking lunges, 30 handstand push-ups, 40 rack walking lunges 20 deficit handstand push-ups 30 overhead walking lunges 10 strict handstand push-ups uh with 50 pound dumbbells for the oh, lunges that, but that actually is a cool the cool thing about this model is that you know people might not know very much about pedro uh, martins they might not know what to expect from it at games but if you see that this is the workout that he did the only workout he finished in the top half of the games field and you think okay well, what's the limiting factor here or what's the thing that he might excel at in this workout compared to all the others? Now you have an insight into if there's a similar workout or something similar that's tested, you know, specifically shoulder fatigue under tension here. Maybe that's the workout that we take a look at Pedro and say, huh, he might be a factor in this workout. Well said. And and, and is, are his handstand pushups amazing? 
I mean, <clears throat> well, he, you know, there's always stuff like this too. I got, you know, there's a, some of these guys are going to always have things and not everyone will always disclose what they're going through. So maybe his open was less than desirable. And by the quarterfinals, he's feeling a little bit better. Yeah. I would assume that he has, you know, above average handstand pushups and shoulder endurance. If he's able to, you know, place top 20 against these 40 guys on this workout. What country is Pedro from? Brazil. How, how does Peter know about his elbow? Peter Yozel, you must, you're like from Sweden or something. <laughs> you're, you're in 38 degree cold water right there. What do you know? Pedro's never even been in water under 85 degrees. What do you know, Peter? Tell us, tell us more, Peter. Look at the, this guy, RJ Van again. Van Wag. Wow. What a Van Wagonen. RJ Van Wagonen or liver King. Yes. Liver King would probably win the games. Um, okay. Uh, who, who, who are the top three? Who are the top three we have in our list? Top three for this one, Noah Olson, uh, Andre Houdet, Saxon Panchik. Okay. Fourth, Spencer Panchik. Wow. Spencer make it to the games this year? Yes. <laughs> Barely, any, any, right? Any, yeah, he finished 14th in this model right ahead of BKG and Roman. So Saxon has a 215 uh, or quicker Fran. If you were to wake him up in the middle of the night, Spencer does not. <laughs> just, just for the record, you could wake them uh, them up at any time. Could you? Could I wake you up, Jr. at any time in the middle of the night? Just knock on your bedroom door and be like, "Hey, come do Fran." You could do a sub four minute Fran. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I got little kids, so for sure. Anytime, just be like, "Hey, come on out." Yeah, and this is the perfect example in this workout. Fifteen minute time cap. Most of the qualifying females were between five and eight minutes, and then most of the males were between six and eight. So that just shows you right there. Okay, so this is this would be a really short time domain games. Yeah, yeah, and and go ahead, you first, Howell. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. You you, you can't have you can't have too many workouts that are only separated by seconds. You're what gonna. Do you mean, didn't you see the, the two thousand eight games? What are you talking about? You're gonna have that at the games, <laughs> but. But in a workout like this, compare this workout mm -hmm. to workout three from the last chance qualifier. Now, they're completely different tests, right? There's 55 shuttle run reps and 55 clean and jerk reps. There's um, 120 lunge reps and 60 handstand push-up reps. But there's not going to be any separation in the first one, two, three you're going to start seeing some separation between the round of 20 and 30 and just watching high level people do it. The workout started when they got to the overhead walking lunch. Some of them, it really caught by surprise. Some of them had a good strategy going into it. And then some people, it came down to the 10 strict handstand pushups, 10 other than Tori and pro there were no strict handstand pushups tested in this 10 event scenario that we're going over. So Although these 10 were really difficult for people and I watch people break them up into twos and threes and singles, you're not getting the separation like you would if the workout was um, 60 overhead walking lunges, 30 strict deficit handstand pushups, boom. And then you're already starting to see people break from the beginning. Then you're starting to see people break the 30 into sets of five. You're seeing some people come out and do a big set. You're seeing some people that can't do them at all because of the deficit at the games. So yeah, this is not an appropriate games test. Why is that important to you to separate them? There's something you're taking um, for, the, for for granted that I'd understand that I don't. Why is that important? Why can't we have everyone just milliseconds apart? 
I think it's important to have when you have workouts like the the sprint last year, the 550 meter sprint. And when you have workouts um, like the last workout of quarterfinals, the 30, 20, 10, you need workouts like that. There's always those kind of workouts at the games. Um, 40 box jump over 20 D ball clean. That was a night event one year that Fakowski won. You need those fun races. But if you have too many of them like that, then it just comes down to who transitions the fastest and it comes down to nuances other than fitness. So, so to crown the fittest, you have to have stuff that that where it starts rewarding outliers, someone who can do 60 handstand pushups. You can say that in the same way that you can say, and it hurts people that don't have the capacity. They can't right. okay. cover it up. Okay. Okay. They're, who aren't prepared. Now, I'm, I agree with JR about that, that you do need the diversity of tests at the games and that in general, these tests are going to be, you know, because of the nature of them, a little bit less of that style. However, of the 40, 40 athletes that made the games, the fastest time here was all, was Noah Olson at 6.02, and the slowest time was uh, Nasser Al-Ruwaiha at 10.48. So you're talking about almost five-minute spread between first and last in this 40-person field. But that just speaks to what this field is, which is not the 40 fittest people on the, in the earth, on the, on the planet Earth. In just North America alone, the spread from first to 50th was only a minute and 21 seconds. So there, there are 50 go. guys within a minute, 20 seconds of Noah in the in the in North America on this workout. And then you have guys in the games. And even if you throw out the outlier of Nasser on this, there's still a guy who happens to have had a top 10 finish of the game that comes in at 958 on this workout in Alex Vigneault. So there is a little bit of an opportunity for separation in this workout compared to some of the other ones. But overall, what I agree with what JR saying is this would, if this was the selection of the test, there's not enough of the really high end skill stuff that separates the way that you want it to at the, at the peak performance. Uh, where did Nasser finish in this, in this list? Can we go back and look at that Google doc real quick? Uh, yeah. Susa, sorry. And, we're, and we'll come back to workout five. We'll come back to workout five. Nasser comes in at 34th. This is the giant guy that looks like he fell out of like the movie 300, right? From uh, he, he took second to uh, Roman Krennikov. Yes. Right. This guy's something else. The cool, I mean, it's kind of, it's, in, it's an interesting, he's an interesting case study because he had three dead last finishes, but he also had a third, a seventh, oh. and a 13th. So he's kind of like a Guimayeros light in that regard, where he's got some pretty respectable finishes, and then he's got some stuff that obviously is a huge hole relative to the field. The thing about the Far East throwdown was there was a very, very, very low amount of high-skill stuff tested there. It was the shortest time domain test. Power output was a huge factor there. And this is a guy that I think will prevent your prediction of Pedro Martins being the last-place finisher at the game. <laughs> that was all the stuff. Ask. All the stuff that um, that that it, it looks like is probably problematic for him is going to be amplified when the game's testing rolls around. Uh, yeah, let's look at this guy. Okay, so this is this guy. This guy, you think, kind of screwed it all up. Uh, our, our my study up. So you think this guy's taken? You think this guy's taken fortieth at the games? I think he's. You know, there's a there's a good chance for him to be in the bottom five. But the, we don't know a ton about this guy. Again, this is I think the cool thing about this study is we can see. His Dude, look at his burpees. There. I never even seen burpees that look like that. There's like something. Look at he, he's like a a piston as he comes out of the bottom, like a really slow. Psh, psh. Wow, he is a big man. Sorry, Brian. Sorry. Go ahead. We don't know a lot about him. What were you saying? Oh, <laughs> okay. 
but we can learn about him, especially relative to the field he's going to be competing against. That, like I said, the Far East Throwdown programming was a, li- you know, it was the least high skill of all the programming semifinals. It was the least time re- required on average for athletes to make it to the games, and some of the um, top athletes in that continent were unable to travel there and, and get back home safely. So everything lined up well for him to make the games, and he did amazing at that competition relative to the people he was competing against. I think you're going to see a variety of workouts at the games that severely expose him. You think that like like he's going to sink in the water? That guy doesn't float, right? I mean, even I mean, look, even uh, like what we saw happen to Jason Hopper on that one workout last year with the sandbag, where he's just like struggling to finish the workout, you know. And and anyone who knows him knows that that's a workout that he could finish in much more gracious style than he did at the games that year. That's the type of thing that often happens to rookies rookies at the games. And because of the way that this this guy was tested this year and the way that his scores stack up on this model against the rest of the, his competitors, there's some things that I'm concerned about for him. If this guy gets the right PR, I don't know what the what the right word is for it, he could take 40th at the games and still leave there a superstar. This guy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, he had a third place finish in a workout against this field, so he had he definitely has the potential to have a uh, you know a, a standout performance at the games as well. Yeah, he's huge. How how much does that guy weigh? It's always a it's always a tricky subject. Uh, I don't Is he the heaviest guy in the field? Do we think he's the heaviest guy in the field? <sighs> Top three. Okay. Uh, where did he finish in the open? Just out of curiosity. Who finished the worst in the open out of this list of 40 men? Do we know? I don't have those stats in front of me right now. Can, can you can you check real quick, uh, Sousa, what, uh, in a different tab? And, or, or, or I don't know. I don't know when to check it. Yeah, but, you know, speaking of this guy's body weight, just his yeah. physique in general, the average weight of a male qualifier this year was about 199 pounds and taller than 5'10". So that is something to take note of moving forward. I kind of think it's just a trickle down effect as CrossFit becomes more of a professional sport. There were not guys like Durant and LeBron in the NBA back in the day. There were not everyone you see on the court is six, five, six, six or taller and they can all handle the ball. That just happened over time. And I think that eventually it will start to move in the direction of having bigger, stronger, faster, just in general, like it is in other professional <coughs> sports in CrossFit too. So I do think that because the way the athletes train now, they're becoming more dense. They're able to tolerate more volume. They're prioritizing when they get to the game and not to get to the games. I do think you're going to see that continue to creep up slowly and slowly until you get closer to that average of six foot, 210, 215. Yeah, he's 231. That would make him the heaviest guy, right? That yeah, might make him the heaviest guy ever to compete in the CrossFit Games. I mean, outside of like a John Wellborn. No? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The next yeah, the next heaviest guy is listed at 227, but I'm never I'm never too sure what with the athletes' weights. I mean, I've talked to some guys whose games profile said that they're 220 and they tell me they're competing this year at 205. They just haven't had a chance to update it. I think and I've said this before, I think it would be okay at the games to just have a you know a weigh in when you get there. And you just oh. kind of, you know, because then we could actually know, you know, what is obviously we could, their height is much less variable. Although I was talking, we were talking to Tim and he said he lost two inches since he started competing CrossFit, uh, you know, but they don't have any obligation to update that on their game site. So it's a little bit of a speculation. I, I think I, 
I'm gonna, I'm I'm happy to say he's two thirty one. I'm gonna go with it. He looks yeah. he looks big. He moves different. There's something different to his moving. He moves in a way, you know, like you see those giant people and they walk and they walk like cranes, like they lift their legs straight up and then take a step and lift their leg up and then take. He moves different. I mean, he doesn't move like that. I'm not saying he's that goofy, but 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 he's fucking he's lumbering. He's lumbering. Some something's something's up with him. But and I'm excited. I hope he leaves there like just a superstar. I hope he's one of those guys that can take 40th and still parlay it. Uh, sorry, Pedro, you will not um, uh, receive. Well, this any is a good attention. actually good a good example too. Like. Hopefully, what what doesn't happen is that there is a, an event for him to shine like that, and he gets cut before that event. Like you know that that you happens. mean hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. Right. You know, I. They're not going to do cuts ever again. That that you have to have like balls of steel to do that. You have to be like a Navy SEAL to do that. They're never doing cuts again. I would be happy with no cuts, but uh, you know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will. Um, yes. Uh, I will be giving any athletes to wear a CEO shirt to the games. I will give their mom a uh, my phone number. That is uh, 100%. I will honor that. Okay. Can we see workout number five, Mr. Souza? Um, we're working our way through the 10 events that all the games athletes have done, and uh, and we have the rankings for them. We, we know who who won the games, and but but one, we're, one, we know one spot's off for sure. Pedro is not going to take last. It's going to be Nassar. Sorry. That's <laughs> It's one one mistake we found already. A workout number five, 30 alternating single leg squats. Are those pistols? Yeah. Oh, have they always called them single leg squats? Yes. Okay. That's weird. Uh, um, I guess I don't know everything about CrossFit. 30 GHD sit-ups, uh, 10 muscle-ups. 30, 30 pistols, 30 GHD sit-ups, 10 muscle-ups, time cap 15 minutes. And this is a this was a qualifier workout they all did. Who who took first, second, and third in this in, amongst the dudes? It's the only workout he won, but this one is Justin Medeiros, and there was a tie for second between Spencer Panchik and Jorgas Karvis. Wow, okay. Spencer. That's now two, you know, the, two of the last three workouts that Jorgas has taken first or second on, but those are by far his best finishes. His next best finish after those two is a 17th. And, and, and Nassar took 40th in this one also. This was the third workout he took 40th in. This is the second, of, second one he took 40th in. He was Man. 40th on the first three quarterfinal workouts. And he was 39th on the first open workout, only beating Fukowski. And so are we, did he get capped? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we are gonna see we are gonna see this dude look like a, a a wounded animal in a few of these workouts. It's gonna be I good. mean it happens it happens to a lot of people at the games. I just think based on what he's been tested on so far and what these results show, yeah, there's gonna be some good and there's gonna be a lot of probably tough. What do you think this dude's Murph time is? Like 68 minutes? Took me 68 minutes one time. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> At least he did it. I can't even say that. Did I tell you that I wrote did I, I, I wrote a 2K after you made fun of me saying I couldn't do it in 10 minutes? <laughs> it took you 9.59? No. The video is coming out soon. Stand by. <laughs> hey, I, did, I rode my first 2K in over 10 years. Uh, in, in my my right arm feels like it's got a cavity in it, like a toothache. My right, something's wrong with my right arm. Haven't been doing enough strict ring muscle ups recently. It's just, a, just I shouldn't have taken ten years off of a two k row, and then I had a friend come over and be like, "Dude, you got to do two k." Fuck you. Okay, workout number six. Uh, and this Was is Paul Carl, by the way. I bet he's got a great two k. I bet you he does have a great two k. 
Good memory. You remember that dude, Carl Eagleman. You know, he found a way. What, what He has an Instagram account that he now makes enough money to support his family off of. Whiteboard Daily? Yeah, is that what it is? Whiteboard Daily. Yeah, he kills yeah, it. Yeah, dude, if, uh, his content's amazing. If you guys haven't, uh, or if you guys, especially if you're coaches and you're looking for simple ways to communicate to your members, like this guy has broken it down, pictures, simple cues. Um, he's. I think he's invested a lot of time to create the high-quality product he has. My, my old training partner. I don't, I don't think he says any bad words either. He's like a really dude, good dude, classy, classy dude. Uh, workout number six at the 2022 CrossFit Games. Uh, eight wall ball shots. Oh, this is a mess. Wow. Okay. Uh, for time, eight wall ball shots, four shuttle runs, one rope climb, and then eight wall ball shots are added every time and one rope. Yeah, climb. everyone knows this workout. This okay. is the one that... Yeah. Oh, we're just, we're hoping that everyone on this list actually did the correct version of the workout. Uh, uh, what do you mean by that? I mean, there's still a, hundreds of scores on the leaderboard that CrossFit decided to verify or just deemed oh, erroneous. Oh, this is the infamous quarterfinal three workout? Yeah. Wow. So we're hopeful that all of these athletes actually did this version of the workout, but there's a potential, I guess, that they didn't. I don't know. As the director of the 2022 CrossFit Games, uh, JR, you should have uh, thrown this workout out. We should have just said it's nine. We should have got here and be like, we didn't include this one in the data because it's such a shit show. Uh, who, who, and who won this? Uh, Adler. Jeff Adler. Yep. Very okay. good. And, and the thing is there with Adler, I want to say this. We're not concerned about him. Class act, great coach. He did this perfectly, right? Ad, look. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very confident the top the top scores here are the, are the good scores. I was kind yeah. of saying that in jest. I think that right. all of these guys, because of what they did in terms of advancing to semifinals in their continent, must had to have had a, a thorough review at least of this workout. But uh, yeah, Adler was first, Cole Grayshaber second, and Ricky Garrard third on this one. Are you surprised to see Ricky at third in this one? You know, it's just kind of cool going through just even just the one, two, three finishes is how many different guys are showing up there, and that you know I've. I've been kind of hinting at it throughout the season, but I, I think this is setting up to be uh, one of the best or deepest games fields on the men's side that we've ever had. I think I think I agree with you. And and Justin Medeiros isn't a uh, in in this regard. Oh, it breaks my heart to say this. In in this regard, he is no Tia Toomey. He doesn't come in and take first in every single event. He's not. He's he he's a he he just does what he has to do. I mean, well, basically what we see here is a microcosm of what happened at the games. 15 events, he win one of them. Here we have 10 events, and even though there's a lot of different variables involved, he wins one of them. However, he didn't have a single finish outside of the top 10. And even if you're looking at a guy like Jeff Adler, who's had a, actually a super, super consistent year so far this year, he also happened to, he actually won two of these workouts, and he had nothing worse than an 18th place finish. That was, he was the, like the next most impressive in terms of consistency across all 10 to uh, to Medeiros but still when you have an 18th a 13th a 17th and a 16th and Medeiros's worst finish is a 10th that's that's a pretty big gap is that it, those those placements those were the placements in this in this scenario yeah Adler had four here. finishes okay. 13th through 18th and Medeiros had nothing worse than 10th I had two tenths and two ninths but still if your f- worst four finishes are averaging nine and a half against 15 you're gaining a significant amount of points over four tests there what do you think the what do you think the do you, do you, the the most um 
impactful argument I've had I've heard is when JR said, Hey, the older guys are basically gaming this, right? They see that there's they see that there's no need to win the open. But that being said, what does it say about the guys who did kill the open? Madeiras, Saxon. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they just not just, you know, go 90%? Maybe they did. Wow. Okay. So they went 90% and Fikowski went 80% is a possible scenario. Or that in this format of workout, their 90% is, is a lot better than Brent's 90%. Right. Okay. Uh, workout number seven. Let me tell you something about Brent Fikowski real quick. Please, yeah, yeah. In uh, competitions that Brent Fikowski has competed online, he has a finishes of a uh, range between um, fifth, which is in semifinals 2021. After that, he's never been better than 22nd on any online competition. Oh, 15th at the 2020 games out of 30, so ha- you know, middle of the field. He's got open finishes of 130th, 184th, 183rd, 992nd, finals 21st and 37th. There's nothing really impressive here. In live competitions over the history of his career, 6th, 3rd, 7th, 1st, 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 4th, 2nd, 4th, 23rd, 2019 games, which shouldn't count, 3rd, 1st, 2nd, and 1st. Wow. With this guy in a live competition, you're going to see a beast who will decimate a majority of the field. You put him in an online competition, and it's it's – it's just a totally different ball, ball game. We can talk about it in terms of generalities. There's no individual person that better embodies that than Fikowski. And that's over a nine-year period of time. Yeah, that's crazy when you hear it like that. Never Jay- worse than seventh in a live competition ever. And we're talking about that's put, and those seventh and sixth are at regionals before he ever made the games. Since making the games in live competitions, only 2019 games is the outlier. He's never been worse than fourth, and both of those were at the CrossFit Games. This guy is an absolute beast in live competition, and it's foolish for anyone not to rank him in the top three or four at the Games this year either. Barring an injury, he will be up there. Online competition for Fikowski is an afterthought. It's a stepping stone. It's get to the next stage of the competition. Have you actually heard him say that? Use that term stepping stone? I think he just tapped into my brain for a second. What did I say? <laughs> he said the other the competitions are just a stepping stone for him. Yeah. And look, you're limited on what you can test in an online competition. And we got to see very, very clearly at the 2019 games what happens to someone with his biomechan body mechanics in a workout like Mary. And Mary's a very good example of online competition style workouts where range of motion matters. When you're doing high volume barbell cycling or gymnastics, and there's nothing there to offset it in terms of odd objects, heavy implements, traversing long distances, it's going to be really hard for him to keep, to keep up with someone like a Noah Olson. You, do, what, do you have any pushback, JR, on Fikowski? Or are you like, yep, what Brian said? No, zero. Just more to support his argument. I mean, when yeah. you look at what this test doesn't have, and, and it's not going to have it because the two mandated workouts, even for semifinals, were, were very simplistic. But you have no odd objects outside of dumbbells. So you have no strongman elements that are always at the games. Sandbags, yokes, pigs, sleds, pulling or pushing, farmer's carries, whatever. You have one machine 
for 30 calories in the whole 10 test. You can say what you want about machines, but they're always used to the games. And it's a great way to test capacity in different forms other than running. Brent never does poorly at a workout that he can strategize for, like a semifinals type workout. You saw him at Granite Games execute as well as anyone. And then I would argue he probably does better with less time to prepare, like other people do worse with less time to prepare, which is what you get at the games. His ability to adapt and his ability to see a workout and strategize for it and be ready to go in 30 minutes, I I wouldn't say is comparable to anyone else. Bukowski is a live event monster. Curious how he would have done last year, 100% healthy, get with the programming podcast. Uh, when when you said they're out of these 10 events that one of them has a machine with 30 calories, which which machine is it? 30 cal row on the last workout of quarterfinals. And uh, what 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 is a normal amount of machines we'll see at the CrossFit Games? If there's 15 workouts, how many of them will we see machines in? Hmm. Last year, off the top of my head, you had the ski workout with the high rope climbs and the Husafel bag carry. You had the echo bike power snatch workout. You had the row in the finale with the lunge variations and chest bar. I think that's it. Yeah, it's a, the way you ask the question is tricky because you could think back to like the 2016 games where they had the rope chipper and you saw all the machines in one workout. So, But in general, you could expect to see a skier, a bike, and a rower at the games at the very least in terms of machines. So and you can also see- expect a lot of running, not in 25 foot segments. <laughs> oh, gotcha. And, 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 and what you're saying in, 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 Fikowski would do better with a little bit lo- more room for that giraffe to open up as opposed well, to, yeah, for back sure. Because in this uh, model, he has to bend down and touch the ground every 25 feet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, workout number seven, uh, one clean and one clean, one, oh shit! Sorry, was that workout six? Go back to that workout. I'm sorry, I screwed you up. Maybe is it? Are we, is this workout one? It's the seventh. One. This is seventh right here. Okay, seventh workout. One clean, one bench press, one overhead squat uh, <clears throat> in a 30 minute time cap. Who's the dude who won this? Give, give me a guess, Savan. Col- should... Colton. Colton. Wait, okay. okay, you always guess Colton. Think about it. Who's the strongest guy in the field? Give me another hint. No, no, don't tell me. Give me another hint. Maybe someone in the comments will tell me. No, no one in the comments is saying shit. Thanks for your okay. help. Who's the best? Who's the best weightlifter in the field? Not who day, but. Oh man, I'm fucking up. <laughs> okay, uh, hold on. No, no, I'm gonna pull up the list. I'm pulling up the list. Don't tell me. Don't tell. Oh, Phil Tune. Phil Tune. Phil Tune. <laughs> Justin Medeiros. No, 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 no. Uh, Gima Heros. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. man, these are some strong guys. I could have gone with Dallin Pepper or Jeffrey a, Adler. No, this is okay. a cool one, though. It's uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Sousa. There's nothing on the comment screen except for Guy. Yes, okay. Um, Guy was first, but kind of kind of a cool top five, actually. The second was Vellner. Third was Nasser. Uh, oh, and this is nice. a workout he did great on. Fourth was Fikowski, and fifth was Dallin Pepper. So you get a pretty good blend there. Top couple of veterans that are still very strong, a couple of young, uh, young guys and Phil and Guy, and then this kind of wild card guy in Nasser. So it was, it's. Did you say Vellner took second in this? Yeah. Um, are, are we surprised that Guy's? Oh shit! I think I'm looking at the wrong one. 
What was Key's bench press? Oh, no, yeah. Velner was second. Are, are we surprised oh, no, no, his no, bench sorry, press? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Velner was second on the next workout. Colton okay. Mertens was second on this workout. Okay, okay. Uh, sacrilege, oh. sacrilege. Cut this whole fucking part of the show out. I skipped one workout ahead. I'm sorry. Because you're calling them one through ten instead of what they are, which is quarterfinal event number four. Okay, anyway, sorry. Uh, Gee, so, but is it Gee, Colton, Nassar, and Phil still? No. Gee, okay. Colton, Phil. Wow, okay. So your guesses were good. Okay, good. They just weren't gee. They just weren't gee. How did and is do we have Adler sitting in fourth there? On that workout? No, he was yeah. sixteen. Wow. Why is that? Probably Adler's a really good, like he's he's really, really good and really, really strong in the clean and jerk. And all the other liftings, he's gonna probably he's not gonna do as well. Uh, do, do you agree with that, JR? Yes. Why is that? Why doesn't that translate for him to at least at least an overhead squat if he's got a good jerk? Look, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with finishing 16th in this field. Like in terms of uh, strength, these guys are really very very strong, and um, yes, you know, clean and jerk is something that he just is extremely efficient and and I mean it's it's amazing to watch him do clean and jerk. He's very strong, and he doesn't rely on hardly anything other than great mechanics uh, to do it. Um, but it's, you know, there's plenty of guys in Olympic lifting that can be really good on one of the lifts and not as good on the other. Address the rumors that Josh has ghosted you and you're growing replica facial hair in protest. There's nothing to address. You nailed it. <laughs> I am Josh. <laughs> no, he's not ghosting me. I tried to do a, a 4th of July show with him. He's just in love. He's just like, he's like a butterfly. He's just like flown off the planet. He's like, he's like, you know, let be let you. You guys, that cartoon might be too old for some of you. He's just like floating around. Okay, uh, let's go to workout number eight. Quarterfinal event five, which I already spoiled. It. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, 30 calorie row. Uh, well, JR also uh, ruined it for us um, in, in his uh, professed love for Fikowski. 30 calorie row, 20 burpee box jump overs, 10 snatches, 185 pounds. Why aren't you guys saying this is, this is a um, – this is a strength test also, isn't it? No? 10 snatches it? No, it's not. Okay. It's not it's not testing strength in the same way that those other two tests which are explicit strength tests are. Okay. But okay. this I was just laughing because now we already know that Nasser was the third best on this workout and we saw his um you know piston style uh, burpees and yeah. apparently that was, you know, those weren't slow enough to negate the fact that he probably crushed the row and manhandled the snatches here. So if you're looking, if you're a Nasser fan and you want to see a workout he might do well at the game, look for moderate weight, moderate to heavy weight cycling of snatches and and high power output on the machines. That's what I really like about this test is that you can or this model is that you can hone in on some of the lesser known athletes and get a good idea of where they might excel and where they might struggle. Most of the male times here were two to three minutes. So, so Jr., tell me, do you how this is one of those workouts where we're not going to get a, a spread, right? This is this is a, just a classic sprint. No, but it's a, it's a fun workout to watch, and and it is separated by those that can go touch and go on the barbell and those who, who cannot, and there should be separation like that. Who, who's who's this? What's the fastest time on this in in our group of forty men and the slowest time? Fastest time. I was going to say Delugos won the workout, but he is not in this 40, unfortunately. Fastest wow. time, 229. Okay. Slowest time, 321. So almost a minute spread. Uh, 321? Yeah. And who was that? Pedro Martins. Ah, Pedro. 
Pedro trying and to he, get more limelight. He was still coming back from the elbow injury. Oh, you and Peter Yozel. <laughs> uh how how uh, how did our um, last chance qualifier guys do? What place? Who 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 came from the last chance qualifier? Yonakowski and uh, Tim Paulson. Tim. Tim Paulson. How did they finish in our 2022 CrossFit Games? Yonakowski 21st, Tim Paulson 37th. Okay. And 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 we know that. Um, Yonikoski is another one. There wasn't swimming in our 2022 CrossFit Games. We have to assume there's going to be swimming in Madison, and that's right there going to give him a first place. Correct? There's no one in the field who can compete with him. Koski or Paulson? A Koski. Well, I mean, we saw last year what what how much he decimated the field by in the in the swim paddle. Um, There are a couple other really good swimmers in the field, but he's definitely the favorite in in a swimming event, especially if swimming is you know the limiting factor. He he's basically like a fish. I mean, he's so far ahead. Yeah, and, that, and yes, and don't forget that like even a workout that has a significant amount of swimming with, like we saw the the one year at the games with burpees in the sand and some kettlebell thrusters, like he's still going to do well in a workout like that because he's also a super fit guy. Like he is not the guy that wins a swimming workout and fades out of memory for the rest of the weekend. He still has four top ten finishes at the games in his career which you can't do without also a really high level of fitness. I'm not saying this to argue with you, but he's not just good at swimming. He's efficient at it. He's like really, really, really efficient at it. So if there's longer swimming, not only is he faster than you, but he also probably used less energy. Well, they're probably, uh, I would say we've been teased that there probably is not long swimming this year based on a little video preview that we got, which what looked to be someone testing the swim workout and saying, Oh man, at the end of it, hopefully they flip the script a little bit. And I know a lot of people are hypothesizing that maybe they'll do something like a a hundred meter elimination style in a pool where they'll just do heats of, you know, 10 guys and they'll knock out the bottom five and they'll keep doing it. So you'll actually test speed in a sprint fashion and not in a technique endurance fashion. And that way, I mean, I'm not a swimmer. You ask someone, maybe, maybe someone like Chase, is the most efficient swimmer always the best sprinter? Probably not. Uh, that's wh- where did you see these clues at? Uh, someone sent me a link from Twitter. Wow, look at this. This is this is not good for the rest of the pack. He was a swimmer on their national team. I think that means he's really good. Like he can do the backstroke and shit. All right. Uh, why, why are there games? Why are there games clues on Twitter? That's like the thing you got, is it on Instagram? I'm sure it's somewhere else too. Someone sent me a Twitter link. All right. Savan, to satisfy your curiosity from early, Mike Halpin did the, uh, breakdown for total working time for Justin Medeiros on these 10 workouts. Yeah. And it comes up uh, just short of an hour, excluding the two lifting, uh, tests. One of which was a 30 minute time cap and one of which was a, that three three attempts they had, so it's a little bit harder to quantify those. But of the other eight tests, it was fifty nine minutes forty two seconds. Okay, and we've had workouts at the games that are that are that long, long single events, yeah, single sure. events. Last year there were, you know it was like an hour and fifteen minutes for the swim paddle, and two thousand eighteen they had the marathon row that was probably an average of close to three hours across men and women. Okay. Alrighty, let's uh, let's look at the first workout. This is the ninth workout, but the first workout that was um, mandated 
by CrossFit to be used at the semifinals. This, yeah, it's it, a barbell complex. Probably people are more more familiar with this as it's in recent memory. Uh, three cleans, two front squats, one shoulder overhead. Top performer again was Guimaeros, Tudor Magda second, and Colton Mertens third. Well, there were a couple okay. people tied for third. Justin Medeiros tied for third. Travis Mayer tied for third. Got to make sure to get Travis Mayer a mention on here. Yes. Uh, so when you have um, the the champ, uh, Medeiros taking, what did you say, fourth? Tied for third. Tied for third. With who? Tied for third with Phil Toon, Colton Mertens, and Travis Mayer. I, so – I'm going to say something here. Those five names, those are the, those are the, I think those are the only guys who can win the CrossFit games. <laughs> and, and it's, that and, makes, and, that fits and, with and, everything and, you've been saying uh, forever. And here, and here's the, right. And here's the, here's the reason why. And, and I, and I don't mean to, um, it's because they're all your best be, friends. You have to be strong. They are that too. You, I don't even know Tudor Magdalene. He's my best friend. You have to be strong. You are not winning the games unless you win these strength events. You have to be in the top five in these strength events. You have to. You will not win the games if you're not winning. The, 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 the CrossFit Games champ is always strong as shit. Right? And that and that's like we we what, where does where when, when where do we see Velner? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jer. I wouldn't say that in Katrin's in Katrin's back to back years, she was one she was one of the strongest females, even still. She was or was not? Was not. Right. Right. I think on the men's side, if you're talking about CrossFit Games champion, yes, they've always been amongst the strongest, at least. Ben Rich like, and Matt, man. I mean, these are. Yeah, but you're also talking these about are a horses. very narrow field of people. You're talking about Froning and Fraser that are outliers in almost every category. Ben Smith, who's a phenomenal lifter who put in years of work. Uh, right, you know, to get to that point and continuing to do so, Justin Medeiros, who's obviously incredibly strong at a young age, and then you have to go back to the opening four years, where I would say it's you know very different style of sport back then. Pat, Pat, for Pat to be the champion, he either has to fucking win the swim or win the um, weightlifting, and he and he's not doing either. I, I I think maybe I think Fikowski has a better chance maybe of winning the games than Velner, right? Because he he can he can win one of these weird outlier events, these long endurance events, or these strength events. Yeah, I mean Fikowski has shown uh, the capacity to win events at the CrossFit Games more frequently than Velner. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, I mean the guys you named, I can all see sitting on top of the podium someday. Gee, Tudor Magda. Phil Toon, Justin Medeiros. Did you say Saxon? Was Saxon in the top five? Nope. Colton Mertens. Colton Mertens. There you go. Travis Mayer. Travis Mayer. There you go. <laughs> what is up with Travis? How come he's where? Where is his fucking big hole? Travis actually is very well rounded, um, but he's strong as shit. He, I mean, he's a strong guy. One of the strongest, right? Yeah, he's generally fairly consistent at the games, um, but he doesn't. He doesn't often have a home run hit, and it's really, really hard to move up from where he's been finishing tenth to fifteenth range uh, without those those you know big big points at the top. I mean, look here. Uh, th- thank you, Susan. Look here, here in our 2022 CrossFit Games, he's 31st. Yeah, and Travis was you know it was pretty obvious this year what Travis's 
goal was, which was to cruise through the first two parts of the season, make sure he did the job at semifinals, and I and if you know, we'll see if it how it pays off at the games. But you know, his target this year was to excel and prime and prepare all year to be perfect as he could be and ready to go for the CrossFit Games. Um, I think that this field is really tough field, especially the top 20, 25 guys, and that even if he is in his in better shape and condition than last year, it'll be it'll still be tough for him to pr- improve on his overall rank come the end of the weekend compared to last year. Hey, so not only is Justin Medeiros in the right place and Pedro Martins, but you know who else is also in the right place? I just see it right now. Dead center, Jason Hopper. (laughs) Those three are going to be spot on. I'm telling you, those are spot on. Right, JR? Uh, Jason will not finish 20th. What do you think he'll finish? 19th, 18th, 21st? I'll give you a little wiggle room. Give me, or you'll give me a little wiggle room. 19th to 20th. Better than 20th. Better than 20th. So 19th. Well, I mean, we'll go. get to that in a couple of weeks. All right. All right. Fine. That's too close to home for these guys. These guys share a bed with the Hopper on the weekends. They bought Bitcoin. Oh, no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll slot them in. I'll, I'll reveal my rankings 1 through 40 when the time is right. All right. All right. Uh, workout number 8 uh, is the uh, – sorry. Workout number uh, We're on 10. The last one. We're on the last one. Workout number 10, and it's the um, other workout that was mandated by CrossFit Inc. to all of the semifinals, and it is the famous uh, workout that I personally love. I think a lot of other people didn't like it. It's the uh, rope climb run. Uh, we heard JR talk about it, that there were uh, some discrepancies between uh, the semifinals on how this event exactly played out. Uh, who who took first in the 2022 CrossFit Games at this? Uh Jeff Adler, and then there's a tie for second between Saxon and Roman. But I do think that the distances were a little less that they had to run in Asia. So we'll give it to Saxon in a second. And uh, and who took fourth and fifth? Fourth and fifth. Fifth was Ricky. And fourth was Henrik Epelainen. And this one is to Patrick Vellner swimming. This is to Colton Merton. This is this is Colton's kryptonite, right? Yeah, he was 40th on this, uh, oh, just man. narrowly edging out Pedro Martins and Tim Paulson. Oh, he did. He beat for Tim last. Paulson no, at no, this. He was edging him out for last. Oh, oh, oh! How how close? Within seconds? Mm, let me see. Hey, so why why did Tim Paulson do so poorly on this? He's a, he's a big guy, isn't this kind of no? Kind this of a big guy not, workout. This is not not a good workout for him. Um, Tim Paulson, so was third from last at 331. Pedro Martin, second to last at 354. Colton, two seconds behind that, 356. Colton, that's not not good, the buddy. Best, I, I don't know really you falling behind example. a Brazilian. What? You know, two, 244 was the winning time, so it was a minute and 12 second spread from first to last on this one. We didn't see Colton get stopped, though. Did any of the men get stopped in our top 40 where they had to sit there and look at the rope? No, there was only one person in all of semifinals that I can think of that even took more than five minutes to finish this workout. And it was an 11-minute time cap. Um, why don't men get stopped from this and women did? JR? Uh, generally speaking, a strict upper body pull is going to be something that some women really excel at, like Alex Gazan and other females not excel as much at or maybe just come out a little bit too hot, like in the case of like a, you know, like a Brooke Wells. I mean, she's still qualified, but she ended up finishing around seven minutes where you still saw most of the qualifying females finish 
around five. I'd love to know what the worst bench press, the last place bench press was of all those men. Does anyone know? <clears throat> no, that's pretty obscure. No, no. We talked about this during the quarterfinals. It was unfortunate that they didn't list the individual lifts so that we couldn't, ha- we don't have that analysis or that breakdown. We can't even Google it. You'd have to get a hold of everyone's, everyone on this uh, page and either ask them or try to track down a video of them doing it and watch it for 30 minutes and scroll through to find it. And, and, and the woman that we've heard of that had the strongest bench rest, is it Alec, Alex Kazan at 248? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, to me, that's like, I guess maybe it's just the, you know, the, the data analysts or, or, or nerd in me that wants to know, but I'm sure there's a lot of people like it wouldn't have been that hard to just have a mentor in clean bench press overhead squat weight. And you could show that on their profile. Uh, you know, you could just click on it the same way you do anything else and you could see the scores and it would be a fun thing to, to analyze. Uh, yeah, I saw that John, uh, three thirty-seven for Hopper, a, a huge PR by 22 pounds. Crazy. That, that, that wasn't the strongest bench press though. Was it amongst the men? No, there were some, there was a 400 or something. 248, a powerlifting arch or a flat back. Who knows? I, I think she followed the rules. She got Justin Collar there to make sure she follows the rules. The yeah, lowest you know, man was more than Alex. I, that, I don't know. I don't know. Alex was definitely stronger than me. I'll give her that. Definitely stronger than me too. Yeah, but you know, just talking about the bench press and why it could be a little bit relative moving forward is this is probably a little bit too much of a deep dive with what we could see programming-wise at the games, but we know Dave had things that he liked. We know he had movement combinations that he liked. Think about how many times we saw snatches and burpees in all the years that he programmed the open and regionals. Um Think about movement combinations you usually saw together, uh, cleans, toes to bar and double unders or cleans, bar muscle ups. I mean, there are things that you saw a lot. And Boz has said on some podcasts previously before he's in the position that he loves some things. His favorite workout is Linda. His favorite rep scheme is 10 down to one. Um, You know, could we see something like a games Linda? We saw a regionals Linda one year, but that's been four or five years ago. So maybe this is just the start of a theme that he has. You know, we we would have seen shuttle runs at every stage of the games. They were supposed to be in the first workout, but they got switched to box jump overs. So we would have seen them in all three stages of CrossFit mandated workouts, open, quarterfinals, semis. So is that going to be progressed as we move forward? Is it going to be handstand walks instead of actually shuttle runs is it going to be farmers carries with pegboards is it going to be are there going to be clear progressions through the season like we got so used to seeing and what actually kind of made it fun to predict what we may see at the games every year uh since you bring this up uh, and we are going to fall into the weeds here is there any do you have any thoughts on what could be be at the games this year that we've never seen before in terms of something that's a progression so you know you know uh we had the handstand um, – we had the free handstand uh, push-ups. Is there anything that you could see this year that you've thought of? They're like, oh, the next level of this is coming. And we saw Nasser – I know we've seen it at the games before, but we saw Nasser doing um, handstand push-ups on the rings. By the way, not fun to watch people do that. And not to say that that's a reason not to test it, but not fun. Well, there's we've some seen people that's extremely scary to watch. Right, right. <clears throat> JR, any anything that you thought in your mind? Oh, they're gonna they're gonna do a um, uh, assault bike uh, workout, but they're gonna use their hands and not their feet. 
Is there anything you've thought of, you know, that you're like, okay, this is going to be the next evolution of this. Anything that pops in your head? No, not unless I just get really, really like, um, you could say almost gimmicky with like different types of apparatuses. There are some things that, you know, if you go on like rogue site and you look at different implements that they have as far as strongman elements, like we've never seen any kind of log clean and press. We've never seen like a duck walk. We've never seen some elements like that. And you know that I'd love to see them try to judge a duck walk, but go on. And you know that bill can make whatever they want. So, you know, that's usually fun every year seeing something, you know, they've done sandbag carries before, but you know, who's stone is, is a little different. You have to carry it a little higher on your chest. It's just a little bit different with the stimulus it gives. So uh, other than maybe some different styles of events, like having a handstand walk, but having it like a sprint, like I said, in one of the previous podcasts, it almost seems like the new fad, the new trend is to let speed on your hands be the separator. And are they going to do an event like that where they dial back on the level of skill with all the ramps and the traverses and the pylons and all that? And they just get back to good old fashioned, like race walking on your hands, stuff like that. You, you know, and this, I, I think I had talked to Dave about this before and he just ignored me. But what's something that I always thought would be interesting and maybe it's too gimmicky, but is, is a chain with big rings that maybe weighs a thousand pounds. So you can't drag the whole thing, but you can only drag it in segments and you got to pull it a hundred yards. I always thought that was something like that would be cool. I did think that when they did that obstacle course that year and you had to swing on the rope and land. And if you didn't, it got all screwed up. I thought that was an interesting test. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. You can say something, Ryan, about that. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, so did we just looked at the last workout. Okay, about, about that, and when we talked about who won, can we go back to the main list uh, here, um, the data, uh, Souza? Anything on here that when you made this, just just you thought, oh, this is this this is the the most fascinating character to see on here. Holy shit, I'm so, I'm so surprised. Uh, and anything from some of the big names. I mean, Vikowski's obviously it's bizarre, and I think Jr's done a good job of covering that. And, and Brian's done a good job of explaining why um, JR's ideas is, is appropriate. Um, but what about Mertens, Vellner, Gee, Adler, where these guys fall? I think maybe the biggest swing that we'll see with this as a predictor and where they finish could be Roman. I think you got, I think if that's what you're looking for, I think you got to look for, further down to uh, 28th on this list, which, which is Lazar Jukic. Mm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not really too sure. Uh, why he did so poorly on some of the workouts that he did here. Uh, but you know, obviously he was very good at the games last year, finishing ninth. I think a lot of people are expecting something similar from him this year. He was great at the semifinals, beating BKG in week one at the Lowlands Throwdown. Um, again, I think that this is a guy that, will, you know, as his career extends, you'll probably continue to see more impressive performances from him in person than on- online competitions. Um, so his name definitely jumps off the list. Roman in 16th is, yeah, I, you know, I, I think everyone's super excited about him. The ceiling seems to be really high, but um, if he come, you know, if he did finish in the mid teens in his first year, I also wouldn't be that shocked by it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a tough field. There's a lot of guys there that uh, have a lot of experience, and I know he's done a lot of competitions recently. I'll probably rank him significantly higher than this, but 
Um, I think that people are going to be surprised how competitive this men's field is overall and that there's going to be, you know, everyone's going to have their favorites and whatever, and they're going to think that these guys have a chance to finish in the top 10. Like anyone who makes it into the top 10 this year at the games, it's an impressive performance on, in a men's field in particular. I almost feel like going through the list and having you guys tell me if these if the person will just place higher or lower than where they're at. You guys game for that? Sure. And we'll fight it out. We'll fight we'll fight some uh Justin Medeiros, higher or lower? Or it could be a perfect placement. Let's skip one in forty. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Sa- Saxon Pancheck, J- JR. I'm out, I'm out asking Brian already used his, his go first card first. Let's skip one in forty. Uh, you think he'll finish lower, Brian? Agree. And, and is that because you? Is that because of all the Fakowski talk? You guys got a little fucking Fakowski wood. <clears throat> I think Saxon is as good a bet as anyone for a for a top ten finish, and I think that you know four through eight is a very reasonable range for him. But to get onto the podium, you have to go through Madero, Svelner, and Fakowski. And uh, you know, okay, have- okay, then tell me. What has he done to not impress you? What makes you? Where is he? Where? I'm tell me where, impressed by him. Tell I, me where, t- Jr. Where, where? Where? What's a workout? He, tell me some workouts that you that aren't outlier workouts that you think that he's going to lose to, uh, Fikowski and Velner. Give me some. Give me some. Oh, like predict an actual workout? Yeah, give me some. Give me some. Is, is he going to beat him in the swim? One of them. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Patty. Uh, John Young says Saxon will be four through seventh. Um, wow. His whole career and carry the pan curse. Damn. Oh, my gosh. John, so harsh. Damn. I think Saxon has the potential to podium eventually. I don't know if it's this year. I really do think that, um, like I said earlier, outside of an injury, I think Medeiros, Vellner, and Vikowski are the guys to beat in this field. And that if they are healthy throughout the entirety of the weekend, that'll be the top three in some order. Who's stronger, Saxon or Vellner or Fikowski? Who, who are those three? Who's the strongest man? Depends on what lift you're talking about. If they're going overhead heavy, probably Saxon. If they're snatching, probably Brent. If they're deadlifting, definitely Pat. Oh, well said, Jr. Damn, hate having you on the show. If we tested all of their lifting across, <laughs> uniformly, like all of their lifts, I would, take, yeah. I would probably take Pat. I think he's probably the most well-rounded in all the lifts. So, it's so odd object too. Pat, Pat's super impressive on the yoke, right? Yoke, sandbag, farmers carry him and Fikowski are both can do really, really well on that. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, I see, I see, uh, uh when I think of Vellner, I think he's, he, he, he's, he's willing to get dirtier than the other two also. Well, we dive more into uh, this type of stuff closer to the games when you're giving us a hard time about our predictions, I think. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Adler, higher or lower? Lower. Are we not alternating? I thought we were yeah, all- yeah, yeah. No, no. You go. You go. After he talks, then you just jump in. Unless you need more time to think. I don't mean to rush you. Do you have any music you can play, uh, Susa? Lower. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to see a trend here. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. So, uh so um so lower uh higher so lower we okay uh gear 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 lower higher lower uh dallin pepper low oh jr <laughs> jr uh gee lower higher lower uh dallin pepper lower or higher 
Lower. Lower. Wow. Phil Tune, lower or higher? Lower. Lower. Noah Olson, lower or higher? Lower. I kind of like him where he's at. Yeah, I like him where he's at too. But I, I would have gone lower on it. Patrick Vellner, lower or higher? Higher. Higher. Okay, so that's our first guy. That's our first guy who we have higher at eighth place. This is where we started the show. And any reason why for that? It, what did you see in these 10 workouts that, that you didn't like that makes it so that the top, it, it's biased to, towards those um, top seven, top six? Well, it's a lot of the things that we named. And something we know about Pat is that he excels in really high level skill movements. We had 10 strict handstand push ups, we had 10 legless rope climbs, we had 30 ring muscle ups and sets of 10. Um, and we didn't see strict deficit parallel we only saw at atlas games and that was at pat's semifinal freestanding handstand push-ups pegboard um just any other higher level gymnastics skills he really excels at Who, who's worse who's worse pat vellner at swimming or laura horvat at um deficits <laughs> handstand push-ups <laughs> And, and I'm taking this isn't just to be mean. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to uh, Benita L says Vellner is Vellner swimming because here's the thing. Also, Laura has to deal with that wherever she goes. Vellner only has to deal with it once a year. Right. Occasionally it shows up at Wadapalooza or Dubai, which he's also competed at <clears throat> and won. And he won Wadapalooza, right? Yeah, and got second to Fikowski in Dubai the last time he was there. I mean, it's not something that can uh, that can eliminate him from getting a second place in a competition or even winning it in a you know smaller sample size against a less deep field. But yeah, it's tested less often than the strict deficit handstand pushup, probably. Um, David but- Munge says Pat barely doesn't <laughs> drown. Is that a sentence? <laughs> I mean, barely, I like David, it. Don't, I'm David not being critical of it, but it, what? It, it, what? David barely writes sentences. <laughs> Pat barely doesn't drown. God, that's a great. Read sentence. it like it is with the S at the end. Uh, dr- drowns. Pat barely doesn't drowns. <laughs> Pat, that you should sell that shirt, dude. <laughs> PBDD. Oh, it's some P-B-D-D. rubber duckies on his arms. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Colton Mertens, higher or lower? Lower. Lower. Willie Georges, Willie Georges, higher or lower? It's a good range for Willie George, but I'll say lower. Mr. Howell's thinking. I am. I am. Because I know know who's coming. I'll say lower. Okay. Here's, don't fuck with this guy. The man from Australia. The super dark horse. The kind of cool, style. actually. So in this model, him and Ricky Garrard tied on points. Wow. Okay. Jay Crouch. Lower. Lower. I don't think so, guys. <clears throat> I don't think so. He's a mythical creature. Put up a poll. Susan, put up a poll. Who wants to see Sevon's rankings when we do our ranking show? <laughs> <laughs> uh Colton first, Colton second, Colton third. I thought Mayer um, was third. Who? Travis Mayer. Yeah, Travis Mayer could be third. Yeah, of course. Uh, Tudor, Tudor, uh, Tudor Magda, higher or lower? Lower. 
lower. And, and where's his holes? And, and he he has what it, he has what it takes to be a long term great athlete, right? But he just got to do some stuff. So I say lower simply because we don't know that much about him. I haven't gone back and researched his teen appearances to see what his strengths and weaknesses are. And I, I would venture to say they're probably not the same that they are now years later. But for someone to come in and finish 13th or better in their first year, I would be extremely impressed with. So I say lower just because I don't know that he'll finish higher. Spencer Panchik. We skipped over Ricky. Did you skip over Ricky on first? Oh, oh no, no. Sorry. Shit. So yeah, what about Ricky? Oh, sorry. Ricky Garrard. He's probably the only interesting one you've asked us about on the list so far, and you tried to skip him. I did. Sorry. Ricky Garrard. Higher or lower? Mm, higher, but not by much. Thank That's you, right. Heidi. That is correct. Sorry. I'll, I'll consult you before I... Uh, and and, and wh- why not? What did you see that you weren't... Has he been dropping in your in your, um, in your your thoughts in terms of how good he actually is? No. No. Uh, you know, he's, he has shown that, um, you know, sometimes getting re- like getting ready for the, uh, the competitions or the events within competitions is problematic for him from a nervous perspective, from a health perspective, from whatever. So he's had some ups and downs in terms of that. Re- that. I'm hopeful that he doesn't have that at the games and that he has, you know, a clean run and we can see where his fitness really is. But I'm telling you, this guy, this to break into the top 10 at the men's field this year is going to be really, really challenging. This is a really good, well-established group of guys at the top. And there are several people coming that are going to challenge that. We're talking about Dallin. We're talking about Phil. We're talking about Ricky. We're talking about Roman. We're talking about Willie George coming back. You know, there's a lot of people that could factor into the top 10 equation and they're not all going to be able to, able to do it. You know, I, I am with JR. Like I think that Jason Hopper this year is going to be a totally different version than we saw of him at last year at the games, but it is not going to be an easy feat for him to crack into the top 10. There's a ton of good guys. I don't know how good Travis Mayer is going to be. We talked about he's priming his whole season for this. Noel Olsen's a bit of a wild card in terms of top 10 potential right now. Everyone's really high on Jeff Adler, but like I've already listed 10 guys and I haven't mentioned Madero, Saxon, Vellner, uh, Brent Fikowski or BKG or Yonikowski, who've pretty much been locking down top 10 finishes. Gimaeris and Lazar Jukic were both in the top 10 last year. Those aren't going to be easy to push out. It's really difficult to get into the top 10. No one's even talking about Alex Vigneault. He was eighth at the games last year, middling Mayeros and, and, and Jukic, and he's got four finishes of 13th or better in the four years he's finished the CrossFit games. Like, That's how difficult it is. So you can have your favorites. You can say all you want. There's only 10 spots in the top 10, and 20 guys can't fill them. You're basically saying that it could be the first time ever in Cross the Games history where um, the second the, the the second to last heat is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, like, I mean, I don't mean that as a dig. Me, it's just, just the way it is. Those are the like, time, That's when you go to the bathroom and yeah. get your hot dog during during those first three heats. No, you're gonna have. I mean, of all those people that I mentioned, we don't know how good Sam Quan can be. Alex Caron was second at Wadapalooza. Aiden Brown is someone that I'm intrigued by. He was the best guy. You know, he's he's one of the uh, better guys out of Australia. He had top 20 last year. Everyone thinks Houdet is getting better. Everyone thinks Hapalainen's getting better. Suddenly, Spencer Panchik's in this field. No one knows how good Tudor Bagdad or Phil or Cole Gray Shaver could be. It's gonna be awesome. There's, you know, I'm do, I'm working right now on a composite power rankings with several several other uh, analysts and experts in the space, and the variety of the w- rankings that are coming in is pretty drastic like 15 and 20 spots in some cases in the men's field 
So there's a ton to fight for and a ton of people who feel that, uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and a ton of Go people on. that feel like they are going to, you know, have their career best and defining performance at this games, but not every one of them can. Some of them are going to leave there knowing that they executed everything perfectly and they're going to finish 25th. From, from, from the deepest corners of my soul, nothing beats listening to Brian discuss CrossFit right before bed. I'm just saying. Those are my words. Thank you for reading my mind, Heidi. Uh, basically you're i mean we're not even ha- we're, we're we're not even halfway through this list and you guys are just flipping it upside down spencer panchik higher lower okay i i, I agree with jay uh, i agree with brian lower he barely made it to the games what are you thinking jr what do you what, he doesn't even have a, a sub 215 fran i'm sure he does have a sub 215 mark down hey mark down spencer panchik and let's um Dive into him a little bit more deep in the in the ranking show prior to the games. Okay, Spencer. Yeah, uh, he he barely made it, right? Yeah, he got in basically because uh, he executed the last workout at the Mac flawlessly, and Tyler Christoffel did the entire opposite of that. <laughs> uh, Bjorgvin Carl Gudmundsson. higher. Roman Krenikov. higher. Uh, who, what do you think about BKG, uh, JR? Higher. Higher too? Okay. Uh, Andre Houdet. I think this is pretty close to where he'll finish. Agreed. Alex Vigneault. Higher, but not by much. Wow. I kind of like where he is too. You think he, he's his career is waning? <clears throat> no, I think he's still very, very good. I think um, I don't think he'll be able to do as well as he did last year but I think that he can finish inside the top 15. Uh, the only female in the uh, men's division, Cole Grieshaber. Lower. Lower. Uh, Jason Hopper. Higher. Higher. Come on, guys. <laughs> it, doesn't it just make sense that it's Justin Medeiros at the top, Jason Hopper right in the middle? I'm no fucking mathematician, and that um, Pedro Martins is at the bottom. I mean, you see how that works, right? Do we skip Roman or no? No, we maybe we skipped you. Roman, higher or lower? Higher. Higher. Uh Yonikoski. Higher. Higher. Baden Brown. I like this spot for Baden. I say higher. Uh that's another guy I think that could be a superstar no matter how well he does at the games. He presents well out there, great energy. Uh he just needs to Are you thinking of the right guy? He's the guy who has kids from Australia, right? Well, I, I think when I think of Baden Brown, I think of uh, a guy who just shows up and doesn't work and doesn't really. Uh, there's no, yeah. there's no like. He looks like Fred Flintstone. He looks like Fred Flintstone. Can you pull a picture of Fred? <laughs> right? You know who Fred Flintstone is. Kind of looks like. I, I just like. I, he just caught my eye. I think. I think. I think he's a lovable character. I, he just caught my eye. Are you a Australia. Game of Thrones fan, Seva? I am. Well, his nickname in Australia is King of the North, so maybe that's why you like him. Let me see. Yeah, that's what he looks like to me. Are you thinking of Royce Dunn? No. Royce Dunn also <laughs> Royce Dunn also looks like Fred Flintstone. Hey, that's probably click on that Amazon for 30, looks like? Click on that for $34.99, that, that Fred Flintstone suit. That's that's probably is Royce Dunn selling that. <laughs> oh shit, talking Fred. That's Royce. Oh shit. 
on eBay. Wow. Can you pull up a picture of Baden Brown? Incredible. Uh, Will Morad, uh, 23rd. Lower. Lower. Uh, you just think he got lucky when he made it to the games? Like he should have retired five years ago. He should be on a team or coaching or just running a gym. No, man. Will's a savage. His biggest problem historically has been just injury. There's Fred. Yeah, there he is. Fred Brown. <laughs> Baden Flintstone. Uh, Samuel Quant. 24th. Honestly, he's one of the mo- most fascinating men in the entire field for me this year. I think he'll do better than this. Yeah, I, I have no clue, but I'll say higher. Okay, who wins out of Samuel Quant and Jay Crouch? Jay. Great, great, great question. Thank you. Um, great question. I will... <sighs> I'm investigating some things still with Quant. I'm going to hold off on that one. Okay. Mark it down. Ask me in two weeks. Okay. And and uh, when you when you think of Quant, what you want to know is what's going on in his personal life, right? Well, it was recently announced this week that Harry Pally is working at the Hard Work Pays Off Camp, and we know that Sam's uh, was coached by Harry at the Granite Games. And uh, you know, I I think that. Sam's he's just a he's a mysterious guy in terms of the ups and downs in his career, but his ceiling is super high. And if he is in a good spot, fit, you know, in terms of his health, he has a coach that he trusts in Harry, who's working with a team that seems, you know, that seems to, you know, be creating some pretty impressive specimens that I think everyone's going to get to see in terms of, you know, Mal O'Brien and Jason Hopper at the games. And if he's been following their programming for majority of this year, um, I was pretty, I was pleasantly surprised with him at the granite games he didn't uh, shine in any you know shine out in any ways but he looked solid on pretty much every workout and he did really well on a couple workouts relative to what i thought might happen um he's been at the games before uh you know i know that everyone remembers his uh, you know second place finish in that weird year but he did i thought pretty respectably into in his debut in 2016 and i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have any standout moments good or bad and just comes in around 16 to, you know, maybe mid mid teens in this field. I like how you just, you're getting cooler, Brian, just, you're just referring to that year, one year as a weird year. That's good. I like that. That's, that's a more relaxed Brian friend. Oh, when uh, JR, I get excited when I say, because I agree with Brian a wholeheartedly that uh, quant is one of those people that we know has a super high ceiling. When, would you, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think that he is, we have no idea what he's capable of. Yeah, I think so. And just looking at him on a couple of the events at the Granite Games, I was really impressed with the way he looked physically um, comparatively to last year at the MAC. Just looked healthier. He looked like he had a little bit more energy. He looked more confident. Um, yeah, just looked a little bit more sure of himself. I liked what I saw. I, I, what do you think about the experience he got the weird year um, tr- tr- being there with uh, Justin and Matt? Not a lot of people. I mean, that puts him in kind of in a unique category too, right? Yeah, I think you can discount the things he probably learned during that week, just being in such close proximity to both of those guys. And Noah. Who, who were the guys? It was him. No, who, who competed in the games that year? Which five those guys? Those guys and then Adler. At, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a special week. He was with, he, that's, a spe- that's, a special, that's a special experience he got. 
How did he do that year? Second. Second. He beat my boy? <laughs> I mean, he beat everyone other than Fraser. No shit. Yeah. So it's a, you know, and then how close was Medeiros that year? I don't remember what the what the point spreads were. It was, I think it was pretty tight between almost everyone else. Did Medeiros take third? Yeah. Wow. We'll check here. Yeah, he uh, he ended up beating Medeiros by forty five points. Who beat Olsen by twenty points? Who beat Adler by thirty five points? Fraser wow. won by five hundred or five hundred and fifty five points. Holy cow. Yeah, I remember he said he wanted like first and second on the podium or something. Well, Quant prevented him, so. Okay, impressive. Don't, okay, what don't do sleep on Quant. Yeah, okay. Wow, what a year. What a year. I'm looking at the total. I'm looking at the total. That was a tough year, too. That wasn't easy, huh? How many events did they do that year? Seven online, and then I think ten at the rank stage two. And that was Matt's fourth win. <clears throat> Crazy. Okay. Uh, um, thank you, uh, Souza. Uh, Moritz Feebig. Is that guy? Is that guy really going to the games? Who's that? <laughs> Moritz Feebig. I think you pronounce it Feebig. He, uh, yeah, he hit a home run. Won the last workout at the Lowlands Throwdown. Edged out. Luka Jukic and Adrian Munweiler for the final game spot from there. You know, he's actually got some good uh, competition history in Europe. Um, he's had some pretty successful event finishes. I'm pretty curious to see how he'll do at the games. But like I said, it's a super tough field. I think that this is the best he'll, that he'll do is mid-20s. So I, I, if I had to say higher or lower, I'd say lower. Oh, you think he'll get any event wins? No. No, i say lower. If you look at like just if you look at the um, you know, just this set sample that we're doing here, his best finish was sixth. He had a tenth and a thirteenth. You know those are, sorry, yeah, and those are you know pretty good. But uh, again, I think you know when you're talking about rookies at the games, there's going to be stuff that's difficult and different to navigate than anywhere else you've ever been. I think that we'll see him struggle on a few workouts, probably in ways that he hasn't ever struggled in um, workouts at some of the other competitions he's excelled in. But you know. Like most of the guys in this field, I think there are one or two workouts where he'll, he'll have a notable performance. There's a bunch of guys down here that kind of fit under JR's sort of assessment of how these 10 workouts um, play out, not in our imaginary 2022 CrossFit Games, but how they played out in reality with people gaming them and making sure that they attack them appropriately. And who fits under that would be Travis Mayer, Cole Sager, and Brent Fikowski, guys who've been around a long time and approached uh, the – Maybe also o- Tim Paulson. Tim yeah. Paulson, I, I, but I don't think he did that. No, but he's got a similar level of experience, just slightly below those guys. And okay, I'll, I'll let you get it get in there on my story. And and so the reason why I point that out is I, I want to compare them to someone like Nicholas Joyal when we get down there, uh, who has basically no experience, right? Um. But 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 put on a show at his uh, semifinals by winning the first two events, at, where Pat Vellner was present. Uh, Keelan Henry, I don't know who that is either. I didn't know they. I didn't, is that the only Irish guy who's ever made it to the games? Is that an Irish guy? <laughs> he's from South Africa. Oh, all right. Uh, he's another contender to uh, upset your Pedro Martins prediction. Oh wow! Sorry, Keelan. 
So who wins out of Keelan uh, and and Nassar? That's a great question. We and what's Keelan's deal? Is he a giant or is he tiny or what's his deal? Or no, is he's, just he's, he's new to the much, game? He's about average size for a games competitor. Okay. Uh, higher. One thing lower. that I will say about about people like Keelan, and I, I know the workouts we're comparing are tough, but the, that seven seven, kind of like Fibic, I think he had a sixth. Those are the really dense um, shoulder endurance workouts. And then I guess you could say like a midline endurance type workouts. Those are the handstand push-up workouts from quarterfinals and the ring muscle-up workout from quarterfinals. And typically, even at the games, when we see those two movements in pretty high volume, there is a pretty big separation and those with holes get exposed. Gotcha. So you never know. There may be a couple of events there that Keelan can do really well. Has there ever been a games where everyone made it through or does someone always get injured? Does someone always pull uh, I've out? done this study before. I think there I think there was has been a year where at least on either the men's or the women's side, everyone's finished the games, but it's men, not like but not on both. Right. I think that's okay. Me too. Jerry, are you okay with that? Not everyone like I'm this okay shit like this shit's hard, right? Absolutely. And that's not something that these 10 events as a whole spaced apart by weeks that we can compare to the games because the games is in large part an endurance test and a recoverability test. And when you're only doing one workout a week during the open, um, five workouts over, what, 72 hours, and then you're doing, you know, two of the six or I'm sorry, two of the six workouts that they all did at semifinals. There, we're not factoring in any of that recovery. And the games are uh, emotionally a completely different beast too. Yeah, you know, it's completely different. You know, you did the open and quarterfinals in the gyms you wanted to with the barbell you wanted to use on the rig you wanted to use with the judge you wanted to have, with the music you wanted to have playing. Time of day. All that stuff. You, you, you had a pacer going with you to make sure you stayed on pace. I mean, you're not doing any of that at the games. Uh, Guillaume Briant. Guillaume Briant. Guillaume Briant. Briant. Holy shit. I just realized something. I had a foreign exchange student in uh, high school that was named Guillaume Briant. I'm not wow. even kidding. Because you used to be a, te- used to be a teacher? Weeks. You were a teacher? But it's only, no, no. I was a high school student and I did oh. a foreign exchange student with French high school students. Our classes did a whatever. They came and stayed with us for a couple of weeks. He wanted to stay there for a couple of weeks. And I swear to God, the guy's name was Guillaume Briant. Any chance it's I didn't put that together until just now when you said it that terrible way and I said it the correct way. Guillaume Bion, bro. <laughs> uh, any chance it could be him? No. Oh, it's probably a super common name in France. Hey, uh, Google that name, Matt, and see how many, like, uh, Susan, see how many, like a thousand, dude. That's like, that's like, you know, Ang Lee in China. It's basically like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, Will, yeah, exactly. Guillaume is William. Uh, higher or lower? Lower. Lower. Uh, Lazar Jukic. Much higher. Jukic. How high? Top 10? 20 yeah. spots higher. Uh, what do you think um, uh, Lazar's greatest attribute is? That's tough. There's a lot of good things about Lazar, but I think that if I had to pick one thing, it would be that he's not really bad at at uh at almost anything 
I was going to um, say, I think you said it, the, the fact that he isn't like really, really, really good at something or really bad at anything is his biggest asset. Yeah. I, you know what I've known? And I, I, I don't know the guy that well, but just from just, just watching him here from the internet, the guy might have the best, best attitude. You didn't ask the thing he's best. Oh, you did ask the thing he's best at. His attitude. There you go. His attitude is phenomenal. Yeah. He's I, a, I, I've never seen him drag ass. Never seen him. Like he just, he just. I've never he, seen him be less excited to have someone on the show and then more excited after we had him on the show. Oh, he's great. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't had him on again. It's because he uses fucking WhatsApp. I'm punishing him for no, that. No, he's going to be in Cookville uh, very soon. So he'll be cl- close by. Maybe we could reach out to him. Yeah, let's do it. When's he come? Sometime within the next week. Uh, is he bringing? Is he bringing his brother? I don't think so. His brother, I think, is getting ready for a competition in Sweden. Oh, what is that competition? Not sure. Too many details. I just saw him post something about it. What's this competition? Everyone tells me I should be looking at, which I've, I cannot look possibly look at. Um, it's like the Cayenne Games or something. Can West Games? Yeah, that. Is that worth looking at? I know the guy who's putting on the Can West games. He's he is actually doing a lot of really good things in the build up to it, the assembly of his team, the structure that he wants to create. It's a strategically placed this uh, like ten days from now, and it's kind of meant for the athletes that base, barely missed out on the games this year. Um, you'll have a good blend of veterans uh, athletes, some names that you'll recognize, like an Alex Smith or an Easy Muhammad's type, and then you have some up and comers in the space. Um, he's, you any, know, any games athletes who are going to go to the games this year? No. So the whole no. point is it's for athletes that wanted to have kind of a climax to their CrossFit game season and just came up short. And so they'll have the opportunity to do something. I think there's a total of a hundred thousand dollar prize purse. So it's, you know, not insubstantial. Um, what I'm year? Expect- what, what? Well, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Not what year. What, uh, what state, what state? Canada. <laughs> oh, Fuck. The best part of Canada. Wow. I think it's somewhere hard in British Columbia. Oh, wait. Let me see. Attendees will experience education opportunities from the world-class subject matter experts like tactic nutrition, HWPO training, or you can check the latest gear in the vendor village from the Grace brands like Gorilla Fitness, Strike Movement. Maybe even sign up for a chance to have breakfast with Sammy Moniz or get a chance to meet five-time CrossFit Games champion Matt Fraser. There's some people. In the I guess you don't need a vaccine to. There's no fucking way. You must not need a vaccine to get into Canada anymore. There's uh-huh. no way, Matt. I cannot think unless Matt's got some like fake documents or something. There's no fucking way he got vaccinated. Hanukkah Greer will be there. Chandler Smith and his new wife Jess Harper will be there. So there'll be some. There'll be some notable names for sure. Jess Harper and her new husband um, Chandler Smith will be there. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I just reversed the order. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. Uh, uh, Lazar Jukic will be hired. Georgis, Georgis Karavis. Yeah, yeah, him. Georgis Karavis, Karavis. <laughs> Higher or lower? We have him at 29th. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, he to he here. put himself at 29th. Yeah, pretty close to here. Maybe a little lower. Uh oh. Uh, here's another one that I, maybe I should have put. Uh, who who is playing at Smart? Uh, Carone, Alexander Carone. Higher. 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 Mr. Triceps. Do you think he was playing it smart? Do you think he – would you put him in that um, argument that JR uh, gave us for Fikowski? Mm. Is he playing the open smart like that? I don't think Caron 
like Vigneault, you know, these guys are following the Mayhem Athlete Program. And I think in general, the, the, you know, the higher well-established athletes in the world that are following that, we're not too concerned about the opener quarterfinals at all. All right. Travis Mayer, higher or lower? Higher. Higher. Cole Sager, higher or lower? Higher. Higher. And why? Why Why Cole Sager? Don't you think – and why Travis Mayer? Don't you think both of these career, these athletes, are their careers are waning? I think experience alone gets them in the top 25. Okay. Well, yes, I do think that their careers are, are waning in the sense that they're on the back half compared to the front half of their career. But in terms of their capacity and performance, I think they're still relevant in the 10 to 20 conversation. Uh, uh, Jay Crouch or Cole Sager? Mark that one down for two weeks from now. Uh, Cole Sager, okay, or Travis Mayer? Who finishes <laughs> higher? I'd take Cole. I'd take Travis. Me too. Two to one. Uh, um, Uldis Upanix, 33rd. Higher. Higher. Nassar, Nassar, Nassar Al-Ruwahe, 34. Dead on the money, 34. Lower. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Nassar, you got to know we love you, buddy. We, we love you. We love you. Uh, uh, Brent Fakowski, 35th. Higher. Higher. So that's the biggest jump right there. You guys think he'll be on the podium, and 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 but at our CrossFit Games with our ass programming, he's he's thirty, he's thirty fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I have no idea who this is. Um, Enrico Zanoni. He actually beat Moritz Fiebig at the Lowland Throwdown. He was uh, I was really impressed with him there. I thought that there were t- uh, two times in that competition that he would be exposed, and he would drop out of contention for the games. And both times he answered the toll. The most impressive to me was the unbroken set of 10 overhead squats at 225 with a very high level of composure when the pressure was highest in the final event. Um, I think he'll do slightly higher than this. Talk me into it, Ryan. Uh, I want to go back up to Brent Fikowski and I want to show you guys something real quick. If it, it, to push, I, I, I do like Jr's argument, and, and, I, and it's it's hard to to argue about it. So he's got he's got he's had had the absolutely worst score in our group for event number one fortieth, and then he slowly gets better, thirty seventh, and then thirty fifth, and then a seventeenth, and a thirty fifth, and a thirty first, and a nineteenth, and then you, where it really matters to 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 you know get on jr's argument where it really matters he does he 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 ups his game right he gives us a oh no sorry How, what workout number is that one two three four five six seven eight okay it doesn't quite matter yet as much but he gets a fourth and where it really matters he gets an 11th and a 28th but that's worse than this look how good nasar did too at those two al ruahe yeah, but <clears throat> he beat him on all three of those: a third, a seventh, and a thirteenth. Those aren't open workouts. These are these are these are. We're, we're not comparing apples to oranges. We're comparing apples to apples here. The quarterfinals really matter for both you guys of them. Started here first. Nasser over Fikowski at the game. Hey, and and listen and listen. He beat him in live competition. With with worse competition, with no one pushing him. Except Roman. He was running against cows. 
I rest my case, Your Honor. Uh, Corona also has a – when you see these big numbers down here at the bottom, you see some people with some special ki- skills, right? Like uh, Georgis Caravis. Car- uh, he got a first and a second, and he's down here with just the shipbirds. <laughs> my words, not, 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 uh, not the real professional uh, – Sports commentators. Uh, T- Timothy Paulson um, came in through the last chance qualifier, uh, 37th, higher or lower? Higher. Higher. How much higher? Mm, not that much. Five to 10 spots. Okay, you're going to love this. Who wins? Tim Paulson? <laughs> Who who finished better, Tim Paulson or Jason Hopper? Hopper by a significant amount. JR? And Jason. Man, you're really high on Jason, Brian. What did you see? I just said I thought Tim's best finish was 27th, and we already said that Hopper would be better than 20th. All right. What did you see, though? What did you see Jason do that makes you so high on him? Why are you? I think that uh, HWPO. No, you know, last year's games was uh, was an eye opener for him. He needed that experience. I think that he's been, you know, pretty focused throughout this year on on dialing in the things that he need, needs to or things that he needs to to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, I thought he had a very mature execution of the semifinal that he competed at. Or we didn't uh, necessarily overdo anything, but he did everything at you know very like, like I said professional and well executed level, and I think that he probably will have mostly similar performances at the games where he'll you know I think that his level of understanding will be drastically improved from last year, and um, that that will be just as important as his improved overall fitness. Jr. When he, when when Jason Hopper was on the Eddie If podcast, Eddie If asked him, "Why did you only stay at Clemson one year?" And you know what it sounded like to me—that he just didn't have the fucking balls. That he just wasn't man enough to stay on the fucking team. That he missed his fucking mommy. That it was too fucking hard. And he ran home to fucking be with his fucking wife. That's what it sounded like on the podcast. And now he got he got he got fucking wounded. He he went to the Mac and went really high, went to the games. And now all of a sudden you guys got him in the top twenty. Wait, I, I, am I right? Am I right? Well, he was that? in the top twenty last year and he basically messed up half the workouts. What did he get? What what did he get? And, he, and, and when you say messed up, Brian, what I hear is like you're 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 standing you're you you you're you've let emotion come into your analysis. You're defending your friend. He messed up. That's what I. He'd tell you that too. He didn't execute those workouts. What? Did you guys are friends? I don't know. You asked him. (laughs) Uh, Does Does he have the the grit, Jr. You You see him in your gym. Does he have the grit to to? Yeah, I think he's um, a far cry from uh, the eighteen year old boy he was when he finished that first year and left school. I mean, that's been six years. He's twenty four now. He's actually being coached now in person at live events, you know, it just worked out that Jared had a great opportunity and qualified for the games on a team. So when he was at the games last year, as far as strategizing events go and stuff, he was kind of on his own doing that. 
Um, so kind of left to his own devices, left in his own head, you know, crazy things happen. You come out too hot on workouts because you don't have someone talking to you about execution. And that's the farthest thing he has, the furthest thing he has now with Matt and Jake and the HWPO crew. So when there was this guy, I'm switching, I'm switching gears here. There's this guy you guys mentioned named Harry. And Harry used to work over with Ben Bergeron. Is that correct? At Comp Train? Yeah. And you're in this, and you're saying Sam Kawant was at Comp Train. When yeah. this guy Harry now, did he jump straight from Comp Train up to HWPO or he had some time off in between? Time off. He was, you know, okay. <clears throat> Harry's or, or not time away public... from Comp Train. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Harry's not a very, you know, public person in general. He, you know, I think he's extremely smart in, in this realm as a good programmer and coach and mentor for a lot of uh, athletes and has been. Um, he just kind of made, he made a post last fall, I believe that he was stepping away from comp train and there weren't a lot of details involved in the post. And I think that's how he likes it. And now there was just a recent post about him joining the HWPO and it was very much in the same vein. This is what I'm not doing anymore. This is what I'm doing now. And kind of like a no further comment type of guy. When he stepped away from um, comp train, did he take Quant with him or any athletes with him? I think that uh, Quant and Harry have had a really uh, good relationship. I know I don't know this for sure, just ba- based on the fact that he was his uh, his guy in um, Aromas the year that they went to the games, and he was you know even though they both kind of changed things up this year in the off season for themselves personally, he was still his guy this year at the Granite Games. So I think that they have a really uh, good relationship based on. You know, but I, the little that I do know about them. Was he at the Granite Games coaching Quant? Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 is Quant still with Comp Train? He's with Harry. He's, Harry's with HWPO, so I have to okay. assume he's doing that. Okay, and that's where that's kind of where I was going. It was kind of like when O'Keefe. I know it's a different thing, a, a, a different job, but when O'Keefe left Wadapalooza, I, I was wondering if he was going to still be an agent for people who weren't with HWPO. Like I think he's Brooke Wells' agent, and I think he still is. And so we can. There might be. We might be seeing Sam Quant join the HWPO uh, team moniker. Seven, do you know that on these rankings, Colton Merton's average finish was worse than the four guys who finished below him? How can that be? Because he has so many good ones and so many bad ones. Because he's an outlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we go up to Colton, let's get to the end here. Uh, Henry Happalap. A lot higher. Okay. Henrik Happalannon. Happalannon. JR, higher or lower? Higher. And uh, Nicholas Joyal? Higher. Really? Then 39th? Yeah. Yes. Uh, How much higher? Not more than nine spots. Do you think you'll win an event at the games? No. You weren't impressed by those first two events that when he won? I was very impressed. This is a totally (laughs) different uh, field. Isn't is isn't it interesting? So those workouts that he won are J and are they J and K? Oh uh, no, they're not on this. They're not even on this list. He won the workout with uh, forty five parallel handstand push ups, and then he won the workout with ninety six toes to bar with the uh, sandbag cleans. And, and where would those be ranked amongst this group? 
Oh, they let me those ask weren't even there. Summer. Sorry, because those were at the semifinals. Okay, right. my bad. Seven, the three guys in this games field with the most games years are Noah Olson, Travis Mayer, and Cole Sager. Combined, how many t- how many workouts do you think they've won at the CrossFit Games? Noah, and Cole, and who's the other one? Travis Mayer. I'm going to say Noah's one. The answer is one, I think. I was going to say four. Two. Sager, wow. and Sager won the separator, and and uh, Noah won Mary. Vigneault, zero, you know, zero. Calron, zero. It's so hard to win a workout at the CrossFit Games. Because who's winning them? The better guys. I mean, usually different outside people, of, but there are some guys that that usually you can pencil in for two to three wins a year. And Gee's going to be one of them. I was wrong about the Sager, by the way. He's got three event wins at the games. No shit. I think that I think the person that you guys are most wrong about is Cole. I think he will be. I I think that uh, I don't think we're going to see a, a a good a good showing from him. Where do you? So, and so, Olsen so, has two handstand hold. I forgot about that. Who's there's only there's only that three. doesn't count. That was like a how many points was that worth? That handstand hold was there was something called a handstand hold at the games. <laughs> there was, was a max, online version. Of there was a max Elsit. Yeah, I remember that. That wasn't a full event either, right? That was worth fifty points. Handstand hold was worth more. The in the history of the CrossFit Game Seven, there's only eighteen men that have ever won more than two workouts at the games. Wow, and that's out of sixteen years. Yeah. 15 years. It's wow. just really hard to do it. Like, you know, you saw last year, you know, Justin Medeiros won the games. He was incredibly impressive. He executed on every workout the way he needed to. He won one workout. Crazy. And, and he won the games. And he won the games. Velner's been, you know, in the top five every single year that the game, that he's been able to finish the games. And he has five event wins, which is really good. Ties him for seventh. But you know, is it, it's only is, five. Uh, overall, I think what we've come to the conclusion is that this wasn't a good test. Still fun to look at. I'm not taking away anything fun to look at. It's going to be awesome doing the same thing with the women tomorrow night. But overall, this isn't a good test. It's actually flipped upside down. I think that bit. there's a huge, a huge amount of information that you can take away from this study. In some cases, it's... It you know it is indicative of their overall level of fitness. Like, I don't think it's a mistake that Justin's at the top of the, the list and that Saxon and Jeff Adler did really well in this format. What it shows, you know, when you see the disparity of finishes that guys like Imaeros and Colton Mertens have from these really good to these really bads, that will be reflected in their games workouts. They'll have some good workouts. They'll have some bad workouts. Yes, there are some people for whom this is almost an irrelevant study, Fikowski being the obvious example. Guys like Cole Sager and Travis Mayer, I'm not concerned at all about them being in the bottom 10 here. But my favorite part about it is that it gives us a good opportunity to hone in on where the Keelan Henrys, the Nassars, some of the guys that we don't know as much about, might have an opportunity to shake things up at the games. Uh, those can be the workouts where we can look for them to you know, not just maybe win their heat, set some impressive times for the later heats to chase down, but also possibly factor into the overall, you know, results at the end of the weekend by middling some points between the guys who are in contention for the top spots. 
of all these guys, I think we, we've decided that Brent Fikowski will jump the most. If we scroll up to the top of that list, uh, Mr. Souza, um, who who do you think will fall the most? Who do you think is just totally out of place here uh, in this top 10 who will be in the bottom 10? Mertens. I knew you were going to say that. I, that's, knew. I knew that. I know that's why you, how you wanted to end the show. <laughs> on, a, on a high note for all of our fans. <laughs> You said that Colton Mertens, that the people who finished Willie George, Jay Crouch, and Ricky Garrard had a higher average finish than him, the pe- the three people who finished below him? Yeah. Colton's average finish was 17.4. Willie was 16, Jay 16.4, Ricky 16.2, Tudor 17.2, and even BKG, who was like seven spots below him, was an average of 17. Better okay. Do the same for Gee. Gee's average finish was 14, exactly tied with Dallin Pepper and better than everyone below. Wow. Okay. So d- can I jump to the conclusion that the Colton Mertens is a greater outlier than, than Gee by significant amount? On this study? Yeah. yeah. Is he the greatest outlier on this study based on that? If we look at use the average well, as the single If you look metric? at where they finished on this compared to where they finished at the games, I think Fikowski will be the biggest mover in any direction if it's just a net. Followed yeah. by Mertens and Lazar Jukic. Uh, JR, do you think Mertens has it in him to go uh, the 15? Work? What, what do you think his biggest weakness is outside of just the obvious? You think he, do you think he's got – what advantages do you think he has over these other guys? Do you think he has more endurance, more grit, more anything? You know, from what I know about him, he's got a great mindset. And he's not going to give up on a workout. He's not going to be mentally beaten by a workout before he goes out there. He's going to go out there and always focus on doing his best it doesn't seem like he really is concerned too much with what others are doing around him, whether he knows he's has a good chance of winning the workout or whether he knows he has a good chance of finishing bottom five. When they announced his name um, at the uh, semifinals is going to the games. Did you, do you remember the camera being on him? Yeah. He was pretty darn emotional. And, 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 and I'm not taking a dig on him, but that does show how much he's carrying. Right. He's carrying oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's he's put a lot of pressure on himself. himself. What? Sure. It's everything to him. Yeah. It, do, do you think it's how many guys do you think it's everything to? Of these 40. The ones that have kids take them off. <laughs> oh, woo. Like in the like in the in the Ooh. in the greater in the in the greater outlook of life. You know that's true. I had a UFC fighter on the other day. He's like, you have kids. You got soft. You got soft. Wow. Uh, Brian, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? On Of these 40, how many it means everything to them? I think, yeah, <clears throat> stage in their life is is greatly significant. Like, you know, these guys like like Tudor Magda and Cole Grayshaber, they're all in on this right now. He was there trying to get there and make it and establish themselves in athletes that are good enough to do it year after year and make a career out of it with probably very minimal direct distractions on the personal side. But a lot of these guys are pushing into the late 20s, early 30s. They have wives. They have kids. They have other things to think about. Some of them, like Fikowski and Vellner, are taking you know a lot of time to make an initiative in, in terms of the PFAA to create hopefully better situations for athletes moving forward, and that's an investment as well. So I think that a lot of it's dictated by just where you're at in your life from an age, relationship, and um, <clears throat> financial you know point of view. Some of these people still have to work uh, in, in a lot of you know variety of capacities in order to make this 
even a possibility. So they can't they can't be dialed and focused all, all the way up. And we, you know, Bergeron's talked about this for years, um, and and we've talked about it in the context of Fraser, Fraser and Toomey, how things have like once you establish a certain level of greatness, then a lot of those other things can sift away, and you can really really dial in every aspect of your life. That's what makes it so hard to crack into the guys that have been around and, and figured out the formula to stay in the top 10 year after year. It's, it must be a trip for Roman also. He's got a totally unique situation, well, right? Yeah, in terms yeah. of the emotional baggage he's carrying to be here. Well, Roman's a great example of the guy that probably bucks the trend here. He has a wife and a kid back home, but he has clearly gone all in this year in terms of getting over here when he was able to, you know, taking the risk to travel to South Korea, taking care of business there and coming back here. And I mean, he posted on uh, Instagram today or yesterday, like, I'm already here. He's in Madison training and, and preparing. And, um, you know, that's the like really the argument for him to potentially uh, be, a, the, be the guy that upsets everything at the games this year. And, and that's, you know, when you're looking at a guy who might be able to do something in his first year of live competition at the games, that's top five. Um, a guy who's been in Madison and has very little distracting him, including the fact that he doesn't know how to talk to very many people here because it's not his first language. He can be as focused as anyone right now. Yeah, let me clarify something. When I say take the ones with kids off, you ask the question, who does it mean everything to? Everything almost like the only thing. Yeah. But, you know, if you ask any of the guys in this list that have kids that are present and you say, hey, your kid's throwing up. Yeah. Been throwing up all day. Wife's got to go to work. You're going to find a babysitter to sit with him so you can train. You're going to go sit with them. They're going to go sit with them. Right. Right. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by that. Right. Right. And, and, and uh, but, 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 but on the other end, the way I took it also is it, it if you have a kid and, and you're going to train and your kid's like learning how to spell for the first time the word cat, it hurts a little piece of your soul to, uh, or, or you may not train quite as hard or you might, look over your shoulder and you might lose two minutes. If you lose two minutes every day, fucking with your kids, uh, that's, uh, that's 700, 820 minutes a year, 830 minutes a year. You're losing, you know? So that's a lot of minutes. It's a lot of minutes. Yeah. It gives you a good perspective. You don't, you don't waste time in the gym. That's for sure. Yeah. Two, I mean, right. I, I know I was kind of blown away by that too. That's a lot of minutes to lose. If it's just two minutes a day, screwing around, screwing around with your, uh, social media. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up about this, uh, fascinating list and, and, and when will, th- will this be published anywhere? Are you going to publish this in the morning chocolate or anything? Yeah, I've actually already written the article. Um, it'll, it should publish sometime this week. And, uh, I, you know, I dive into a few case studies, most of which we've elaborated on here just to give a kind of a perspective of different styles of athletes, uh, different kind of trends across these 10 workouts. And, um, you know, some of the outliers that we <clears throat> spent some time talking about. But, yeah, it'll be up sometime this week. And the same thing for the women. JR, anything anything we want to hit on? We, got, we and I'll, I'm open to talk about anything. No, I don't think so. I think we got a lot of good stuff to talk about tomorrow with the women. Okay. Uh, what, I want to finish on this one note, a, a guy we didn't talk about here who's super impressive at the semifinals, who we didn't give a lot of attention to here, or, or two people we can, uh, Dallin Pepper and Phil Toon. Uh Anything you want to say about them? Would you be shocked? I'll open it up with something like this. Would you be shocked? They're fifth and sixth here if either of them were on the podium this year. I would Ryan. I would be surprised if either one of them got to the podium. I would not be surprised if one of them found their way into the top ten. 
it's that hard. I mean, I, I know you gave us, you've given us the le- lecture Dude, a few times. Guys, yeah, no, these guys are so good. I, I have high hopes for both of these guys in terms of their potential and career. To even, I mean, I've talked about it a few times, even to make the top 10 this year for either one of them, if they finish 10th, it would be a great rookie year. Because we have people on this list who like Bjorg and Carl Goodmanson who are basically a shoot. They're going to scramble anyone in the top. They're he's going to be up in the top five. On his on his bad years, he finishes eighth. Right. Uh, J- Jr. What what are your thoughts on Dallin Pepper and Phil Toon? I think they're going to um, make some waves for sure. I think they're going to have events that they really stand out, like top three in certain workouts. But like Brian said, the attrition of the week. If they could come out top 10, either one of them or both of them, I mean, that's that's crazy impressive to me in their first year. It, what, what did Guy, last year was Guy's first year? Yeah, Guy finished seventh last year and uh, and Lazar finished ninth. And, you know, those are like Phil and, da- and Dallin are the type of guys that might be able to have something similar to that if everything goes well this year. Are they better? Are those two better than Guy? And 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 Lazar, their their first oh, year. Oh man, dude, that would be a great prop bet. Gee and and Lazar's finishes versus Phil and uh, Dallin, but I think you have to take Gee and Lazar. Jr. I'll, I'll I'll take the other two in that. Dallin and Phil. Yeah, sure. Alrighty, uh, guys. Uh, so what we've decided here is that uh, Jay Crouch will be winning uh, the CrossFit Games this year. In case you would just help sum up the show. And the rest of Savan's <laughs> predictions will be coming out a couple of weeks or not. <laughs> the, the poll was 77% in your, in favor of that. So. Where did you see that? Where can you see that? We put it up at poll on YouTube. Oh, I didn't even see it. Did, did we post it here on the screen? Uh, Sousa might have dropped the ball on that one. Oh, Sousa. Okay. Uh, tomorrow we will have uh, a phenomenal show. Also, um, it, we'll be going over the women. Uh it's going to, it's going to be good. The woman's list is uh, super impressive. I, it doesn't sound like we know when the morning chocolate article is going to be published. So keep your eyes open for it. Keep refreshing, go over and check. Maybe it'll come out uh, by tomorrow when we do the woman's show. It would be nice if you guys had this to look at. I apologize that we don't have our shit together and send it to you. Uh, Brian gave us, if anyone knows how to embed like a link to a Google sheet into a live YouTube, like the notes, we could embed the sheet that we've been pulling up for tomorrow for the women. Just okay. get in touch with one of us and let us know how to do it. Awesome. Um, thanks, Brian, Jr., Souza. Great lunchtime show. Wow, what country are you in? I like how you added me in there when you didn't put me. <laughs> That's real, real PC of you there. I'm an editor. I'm an editor, an executive <laughs> producer, and an editor. Uh, Peter, thank you for your help today from Brazil. You're a good dude. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.